Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do, we do. Who needs a mixtape? You do, you do. Who makes a mixtape? We do, we do. Who needs a mixtape? You do, do. Raise the roof and move your feet. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha! Waka 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 So come on and listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music vanishes. Enjoy our pork chop sandwiches. Oh yeah, we finally got everything working. Yeah yeah. I think. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled and exciting and probably fucked-up edition of the Mixtape Podcast, only because nothing is working. I am Jason Emmett. I'm Studdy. I'm Casey Masterpiece. God damn it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, the blasphemy. Pimp, Daddy Spanko. Uh, hey, it's trouble. <laughs> I'm just like, just, like, who's going next? Who's there's going next? A couple other people. Who's I think next? everybody. There's other people here. Oh, <laughs> no Everybody no. had a stroke. It's, who was that, that back girl's there? Here. I was no. oh, going for Sally. <laughs> that girl. All right. I was going to go after Sally. That's it. That's everybody. We have we have one other person <laughs> in the background, whether she speaks up or not. Probably not. But yeah. Oh, uh, <sighs> don't forget Noah over here. He said it. He said it. Okay. You just need to be paying attention. To uh, yeah, well, I've been drinking. Lay off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is gonna be crazy. Uh, if anybody out there wants to donate donate copious amounts of money, we could use it because we really need to expand. <laughs> like, <laughs> because we are expanding, whether we want to or not. Running out of microphones, headphones. And tonight, the way things began is we literally broke two sets of headphones just trying, <laughs> and we kept plugging them in, going, "This one's this this isn't working," because we tried two sets of broken headphones. So, yeah, you know, it's been crazy. Uh, so, I got a couple things to say, and I'll start off right with just getting some business. We'll get some business. We'll get the business right out the way. Um, we're going to be switching feeds. If you follow us on Facebook, you would know this. We've been having trouble with our host. We are switching to another host. If things go correctly, the host sucks. You guys won't have to do anything. For the site, not the show. If you're on iTunes, I almost guarantee you won't have to do anything as long as it saves. Um, and I'm not sure about the rest. So if you're on the others and we suddenly disappear, if you're not following us on Facebook, you should. Because we talk about this on Facebook. We tell everybody what's going on. But we're going to a better host. Um, and we'll I'm, be able to do some yeah, cool Lord shit through it. Yeah, Lord knows we'll be a better host here. We'll, we'll, be, able to, uh, we'll be able to do some cooler shit through it. So um, if by some chance you're listening and we suddenly disappear from your feed, we're probably not gone. You just need to go in the store and look for us again. But hopefully you won't have to do that at all. Uh, on top of that, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. So two weeks ago we recorded a show. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have gotten some shows in the interim. Are you talking about that train wreck that we did? Yes, I think. Are you sure your mic's show? on? I think he's yeah. referring to the train wreck. It's, it's on. This good. Okay. Can, we, can you hear me? Check, check. I dead. can hear you guys. You're just you're coming through fine on there. Just quiet to me. Kinda. So we recorded a show two weeks ago. You're, you've heard some stuff. That one's not out yet. There's a couple reasons. One, <laughs> it is insanity bottled up, shaking. It's a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah, yes, a little bit. Um, probably a lot of fun, though. Let's just say Psycho. two of us were drunk. Yes. Thank you. 
I still I say one of you buzzed. was extremely buzzed. Was I was drunk. really buzzed. I wasn't drunk drunk, but that's enough for me. I mean, that's all it takes for me is to be buzzed and Kevin everything's good. Kevin on the other hand. <laughs> Kevin on the other hand. But it's I was a little inebriated. But it also, it also ended up being a three-hour recorded episode. Three hours. Guys, I'm two. editing. It's going to take me a few weeks, but I, it's still going to end up being a long episode. But if you're... If you're a fan of the bullshit we do on this, you're going to like that episode when it comes out. Oh, yes. Well, it's if it comes out. <laughs> I really had to like go through... Uh, the day after, everybody kept... I was getting texts and stuff. I was like, Is there, are you going to be able to use it? Is there an actual <laughs> show there? And I keep saying, yeah, there's a show in there. Somewhere. We, no, we, we talk about the it's topic. It's like in between the white noise somewhere. It's yeah, in there. Exactly. You see... But there's a lot of white noise in there. Yeah, you see, like, Michelangelo you know, uh, looking at the uh, big slab of Do you hear how this show is going? It's very similar. He chiseled it out and just came up with David. Uh, yes. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. I'm just... It's just Oh, F you. F you hard. What did you just say to me? He wants to F you hard. Yes. That's what I heard. Fuck you, too! Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. And you want to know what else I have to say to you, Stuart? Because I'm dying to hit it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. This is a Hanukkah, right? Yeah, your Hanukkah. Yeah. Guys. Gals. Guess what? Something is going to happen this week that hasn't happened in a long time. You got laid? I'm on point. No. No. But. Guys, I have news. What? That's not the right news intro. Yeah, it is. I have news. news. And quite a bit of it, to be honest with you. And we haven't had news in a long time because yeah. shit ain't been happening. So the first thing I want to talk about is, and I've been talking about this on Facebook, if anybody watches us on Facebook, uh, I just oh, want to bring God. this up. Transformers War for Cybertron, or War of Cybertron. If you guys are not watching it, it is awesome. You should check it out. Uh, season 2 is on Netflix now. They're going to be doing a season... I'm sorry, season 1. They're going to be doing a season 2 and a season 3. Season 1 follows like the end of the war on Cybertron. From what I've read, season 2 is going to be like a Beast Wars. And then season 3 will be like Generation 1, G1 of Transformers. So they're leading all the way up to it, which is awesome. It is great. It is, it is pretty good. You guys, are, like, you guys are coming through, but you're quiet on my headphones. On the talkie mikeys. I said I started the first episode. You're real quiet. Yeah, you, I can hear you guys. I turned them up a little bit. It might help. Yeah, it's really, really good. Well worth the watch. I recommend it to everybody. But it's on there now, so that's that's some news. That's not really my news, though. Uh, the first bit of news is the Goo Goo Dolls have announced... Uh, they have a new album out right now, and they've announced a string of tour dates in 2021, including Stuart. They're going to be local. Yes. So in 2021, the Goo Goo Dolls are going to be here. Stu and I actually got to see them a few years back, and they were actually really good live. So if you're a Goo Goo Doll fan, go check them out. Are you talking? Okay. I did. I was just checking. So I was like, damn it, is it another microphone i got to fix? I didn't know there was a microphone down there. I know. We've made some adjustments. All right, so here's the next one, next piece of news. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we've mentioned in previous episodes that there were rumors of a couple of different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. There was supposed to be a live-action movie, a dark root, like darker comic booky one they were also going to do a live action Netflix show 
I don't know about those things, but uh, if you don't know, <clears throat> Seth Rogen's Point Grey Pictures is actually doing a CGI, CG Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. They actually are doing it. They've already written the script, everything. Um, so they're basically saying this is this is going to be the first time since Nickelodeon has owned the property that Nickelodeon has done a movie. So all they've done are the series so far. Well, Nickelodeon and did a good job last yeah, they time. They did. Actually, they did a really good job, so I'm kind of stoked about it. But Seth Rogen, he's not... It's just his company that's doing it. He didn't write it or direct it or anything. But he said basically that he's been a fan of the Turtles since he was a kid. And what he really wants to see is a, a movie where it kind of focuses on the aspect of them being teenagers trying to like cope with the fact that they're coming of age while they're also Ninja Turtles. So... I think it's pretty cool. Um, there's a couple things that freak me out a little bit. Uh, so there's a guy on it. I'm trying to find his name right now. Jeff Rose, his name. He's directing it. Um, he's never directed anything like this before, but he's been a writer for Gravity Falls and Disenchantment, which I don't like Disenchantment, so we'll see. Uh, the screenplay was actually written by uh, Brendan O'Brien, who wrote the second Neighbors movie, Neighbors... Sorority Rising, and he also wrote Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, so which is a pretty funny movie. Mm. So we shall see. Um, so yeah, so that's a piece of news, but guys, I got a really cool piece of news. So hold on. You guys ready for this? All right. Are you ready for this? I'm holding on. All you 80s fans. I'm holding on. your best shot, Jay. Who's the boss? Tony Danza. Yes, they're bringing it back. Tony Danza. Oh, first of all, everybody do your best Tony Danza impression. Angela, Angela, Samantha, Samantha, Mona. Oh, Rip Mona. Samantha, is that a hickey? <laughs> Stewie? I'm from New York. <laughs> wow. So um, they're bringing back uh, Alyssa Milano and Tony Danza are bringing back their rebooting Who's the Boss? That's a so modern excited. reboot. So there's some weird things about it. Um, I don't fully understand. As as you guys know, Catherine Hellman died last year, yes. um, which is very sad. But she was she was she was the hot grandma. Yeah, she was like eighty nine years old. I mean, she was really hot. She was eighty nine, and I she mean, died of Alzheimer's. For an eighty nine so. year old, I mean, she was hot. Yeah, thank you. It's been a long time. Anyway, it doesn't appear that Judith Light or Danny Pentaro are going to be on the show, but they do give their blessing to the show. It's really weird because it takes place with Samantha living in the same house. But now she's a single mom, and her and Tony dance. So it's going to be weird how they're not going to have Judith Light. Yeah. I can see how they could get away without Danny Pintaro, because he would have moved out on his own. Mm -hmm. But how do you get away with not having Judith Light, because her and Tony got married? I don't know how they're going to do it, but we'll see. But it is still kind of cool. If uh, any of you younger guys out there don't know who's the boss is, go watch it. I don't know what else to tell you. It might be on YouTube. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I actually had some news this week. And, we, and I created a new news thing, which uh, you get it. It's like dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And guys, I, <laughs> they're wanting me to stop to look at a camera. I can't, can't do that. Yeah, you can't. Um, no, because then I got to edit and I don't want to. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, hi. So, <laughs> so, there you go, Stu. Thank you. And I, and I created a, a new. We've been trying to get that picture. So there you go. You did a good job, Jay. I think I think there comes a point where there's too many people on the show. I don't know though. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we love you, Jay. Kevin, you're not drunk. Stop it. <laughs> I know. I want to act like I'm drunk and just oh, I'm that's good. Sober. I live a live a sad life. You got any sad music Everybody's to play? Yeah, we do no. have a sad life. But yes. I do have this. 
There you go. There's your life. Um, <laughs> so tonight, we're going to be talking about something. I put it out there, and uh, it was pretty much, yeah, let's do that. We're going to talk about cool. some women. We're gonna, right. We are going to talk about women tonight. We're going to talk about some ladies. We are going to be talking about uh, women in rock. We're going to be talking about the evolution of women in rock from the 1970s all the way up through the 1990s. Um, I don't want to gloss over some of the big names uh, that paved the way in the 60s, you know, like Grace Slick and Janis Joplin. I mean, we understand they were huge, and I, I don't want to gloss over the people before that, the doo-wops and the R&B singers. I mean, you definitely had, you know, your Brenda Lee's, your Diana Ross, your Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin, Nancy Sinatra. They were all around before. We are well aware that they started it, but we don't talk about that shit on this show. We start with the 70s. We go through the 90s. So that's what we're going to be doing. So it's going to be interesting because I have a feeling that More than a Stu, Spanky, and I are all going... Stu and I are probably going to have similar things, but Stu's going to riff on stuff that I won't. And Spanky's going to go into some really deep dives, I think. I'm I just, going dark. to dive deep into this. I just hope it's, He's going dark. You didn't just grab shit people don't know what you're talking about, though. No, I will... I mean, let you all know much what different I'm than usual. But just saying, we usually don't know what you're talking about. So. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Well, usually it's Stu. We don't know what he's. Talking. Oh, I never know. Oh no, no, that that's a fact. Yes, yeah. no one knows what I'm talking about. Nobody knows what he's talking about. Sometimes he even loses me. I'm like, I even, I can't translate today. So. I can't translate half the time. <laughs> no, he can't. So we're gonna start with the '70s, and there's no. I'm not gonna start chronologically. We're gonna start in that era, but we're gonna we're, brush on the '70s. We're gonna we're talk gonna... about whoever. No, oh, I'm gonna talk about some '70s. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Let's do like little... we're just gonna brush on it. No, we're not. Okay, I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> so, See, you know, I told you that. I told you. So the first person I want to bring up is Pat Benatar. Um, yes. She was actually one of the first women associated with hard rock. Hard rock yes. considered. Uh, 1979, in the heat of the night. So Pat Benatar was a bank teller. Did you guys know this? I didn't know this. No, I did not know that. That's probably why she's banking. Um, she actually... Yeah, that's it. So, that's why it is. <laughs> <laughs> I will pull that's this show over. That's probably why it was. <laughs> I will pull this show over right now and whoop your ass. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> she, had, she actually had success with her very first album, In the Heat of the Night. Uh, it was released on August in August 1979 and reached number 12 on in, in the U.S. Uh, by early 1980. Her second album, Crimes of Passion, set her up as one of the first and most frequently played artists on MTV, which launched in 1981. It also helps that she's good looking. I, I got some. Well, really, it's for videos. I got some sure. really cool shit about that. So she quit her job in 1971 to pursue music full time as a bank teller. She said she was inspired after going to a Liza Minnelli concert, and as soon as I heard that. I was like, oh. They do have some yeah. Kind of explains yeah. some yeah. stuff about her hair and her look, doesn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. I thought it instantly. I'm like, wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So another, this is really interesting about one of her signature looks. The spandex came from a Halloween costume. In 1977, she entered a Halloween costume contest. She dressed as a character from some movie called Cat Women of the Moon. And then later that night, she actually went on stage still wearing her costume, and it just sort of stuck. So now you got the hair. And the spandex. We know where we got. She got her look. Interesting enough, you ever heard how Dolly Parton got her look? Uh, mm. Usually from surgeons. <laughs> no, no. Stuart, if you like, keep that up, I'm going to turn your mic off. Like her wearing her long sleeves? No. She, this, this comes directly from her in interviews. She said when she was a little kid, there was this woman in town that she thought was beautiful. And she always said that I thought this woman was beautiful. And it, 
she modeled her look after, and it wasn't until she was adult that she found out that woman was a prostitute. That is a god. So that's where best if, if, you don't, uh, if you don't believe me, look it up. That comes directly from her mouth. She says it herself, which is hilarious, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah, she represents a, I actually think a I horror, remember her talking house about in one that. Of her uh, I remember her talking about that when she was doing an interview with Brian Johnson of ACDC. I I've seen her. I've seen her on probably two or three interviews where she said told it, and she laughs about it. Yeah, I just think that's awesome. Like she thought that was beautiful, and that's what she might look. Dolly Parton is just uh, such a cool person. Pardon, pardon. Yeah. I read yeah. some like a meme pardon. this week that somebody put on Facebook was like, pardon. it might have not even been a meme. It just might have been one of my friends that wrote like, uh, if Dolly Parton and Grace Slick need to do a duet right now, and they might be able to save 2020. I'm like, eh, it might work. You know, have you listened to a podcast about her. Huh? There's a podcast about Dolly Parton. Like an entire podcast yes. that's just because me and Stu want to yep. do a Dolly Parton, I, and we want to do a. I think it's like an NPR kind of a podcast. But mm. Oh, so it's it so it's, and then Dolly no, Parton was really um, she she performed mm-hmm. actually a surprised song I haven't heard Kenny of Kenny Rogers called oh God, Islands in the Stream. Here we're gonna play a clip of that. Islands in the Stream. That is what we are. <laughs> you did the Kenny part. That's not Kenny. I said oh. do Kenny. I was already doing Dolly. Oh, sorry. And we'll rely on each other. I'd rather each other. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's called Dolly Parton's America. Uh, really good. So that's Pat Nebitar for the most part. Um, <laughs> you can bank on that. That's it. That's too. fucking it. You're off. <laughs> off the show for the rest of the Done. night. Cut it out. Next person I want. <laughs> next person I have on my list is uh, Chrissy Hind, the Pretenders. Um, yes. She uh, moved to New York. She's special. She in 1979. She actually they they ah, it's the baby fucking dick. I'm going. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> I know. I do this at work too. They don't believe me. I'm like, they call me stroke mouth for a reason. So thanks to the Pretenders, they helped. They really helped move uh, new wave rock into like the, onto the scene. I'm a. Hu- I love the Pretenders. I think they're a great band. So Stu asked a question when we were putting the show together. He's like, does it have to be like female rock bands? And I was like, no, just women who rocked. It doesn't. He's like, well, can it be like guitar players and stuff? I'm like, if they made like a i mean there's a reason for it yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. fine most of the uh, the people i'm going to be talking about are singers or bands like straight up yeah so they formed the pretenders in 1978 uh, i can tell you the members it's pete Ferdon, james honeymoon and scott anyway so those what? people <laughs> and uh yeah and they've done a lot so um released she she's also done a solo album too in 2014 but she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2005 as a member of the Pretenders. She performed at Live Aid in 1985. Um, I mean, so she's done a lot, a lot. I have tons of notes on them, but I'm not going to go through all of them. Does anybody else want to talk? Anybody have anything to say about Pat Benatar or Chrissy Hines? Or is it just sometimes I feel like I'm alone on the podcast, and then everybody starts talking, and I'm like, God, I wish I was alone on the podcast. I used to do a solo podcast; it was a hell of a lot easier. I can tell you that. Well, you've got Tiffany. She thinks she thought she was alone. That's it. Well, that's mine. Now Stu's off the show. Bye bye, Stu. Bye bye bye. Hey, speaking of girls that rock. <laughs> oh man, can't keep Did me away forever. I turned him back, back up. up. Why? I don't know. 
Well, I was going to hear something cool. Um, talk. In 1973, so uh, she at one point, she actually had some really cool stuff. Uh, she was part of like the real hippie culture, uh, Eastern mysticism, vegetarianism, all this really weird stuff. But she was attending Kent State, and she was actually attending Kent State. Uh, oh, during the 1970 May, yeah. Oh wow! May 4th. And one, her boyfriend, um, the boyfriend of one of her best friends, was actually one of the people that was killed at Kent State. You know, um, I have an aunt, uh, my aunt, who <laughs> it's okay, dude. We know what an aunt yeah. is. <laughs> aunt, aunt, aunt. Uh, aunt is fine. She was a nurse at. Kent I'm sorry, State. I was trying to speak white for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to confuse you, auntie. <laughs> well, my aunt you know, <laughs> that I, that was I, working as a nurse during that, and it, at Kent State. Yeah, at oh. Kent State after you know that happened. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, Stu, do you know what happened in Kent, Kent State? No, National Guard troops We're shooting four dead, in four Ohio. dead in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Ten soldiers in Nixon's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> Four people got killed. It's a whole thing. You should oh. look it up. Yeah. Okay. It's, especially being that you live in Ohio at this point. Yeah, right. I, I didn't live in Ohio until 1990. Yeah, I know, but it's just a... I mean, that shouldn't be the only reason you know what happened in Kent State, but that's okay. Uh, she actually has a lot of connections to Devo. She has connections to... She moved to London in 1973. She has some... some this is... I got to tell the story, so I read this online. She had ties to the Sex Pistols. She tried to convince Johnny Rotten, and then later <laughs> Sid Vicious... To marry her, just in, oh. <laughs> just in order for her Say to get a work what? permit in London. They so, weren't stupid enough to do well, that. Hold enough. up. <laughs> so <laughs> so her, version, her version of the story is that uh, Johnny Rotten offered to go to the registry office with her and get married, but um, he backed out. Okay, So then Sid Vicious said he'd do it. So they showed up at the registry office uh, the next morning, and it was closed because it was a holiday weekend. So they couldn't do it till the following day. But Sid Vicious had to make a court appearance that day, so he couldn't go. You know, she could have done a lot better. She could have gotten like a Benny Hill. Apparently, they weren't high enough to do that either. Uh, and then she oh, moved no, back Sid to Cleveland. So she's from here. She's from, a, she's from Ohio, which is why she went to Kent State. She moved back to Cleveland in 1975. And then in 1978, they made a demo tape, uh, blah, 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 yakety smackety. Anyway, scheme of things, the pretenders happened, and... They took their song from the Sam Cooke song, The Great Pretender. That's where she got the name. There you go. Uh, We'll talk about that one in a minute. Uh, This is a big one, and I really want to talk about um, another 70s band. We want to talk about Fleetwood Mac. We want to talk about Stevie Nicks and how major. um, She was actually on my list. I'm not surprised. She's on my list. Oh, she's been on my list, too, buddy. (laughs) Uh, she joined Fleetwood Mac in 1975 with her then-boyfriend, Lindsey Buckingham. So, Rumors, which is the best Fleetwood Mac Absolutely. album of all time, Absolutely. it was their second album. Is that one the one with the dangling balls? Yes. Uh, well, a lot of their... <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yep. I've got it over there. If you don't know what he's talking about, if you've never paid attention, it's exactly what they're doing. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was <laughs> it was their second studio album. Um, choked up there, Jay. The year of it, yes, a little bit choked up on them big balls. The year of its release uh, is so it sold over forty million copies worldwide, making it the fifth biggest selling album of all time. That's some big balls. It remained at number one on the American uh, charts for thirty-one weeks and reached number one in other countries. The album won 
Grammy uh, for Best Album of the Year in 1978. Um, it produced four Billboard Top 100 Top 10 singles, uh, with with uh, Dreams being the band's first and only Billboard Hot 100 number one hit. There's a lot of numbers in there. This is all the second album after Stevie Nicks joined the band. I would say... I guess she was the reason. Did anybody really pay attention to Fleetwood Mac before Stevie Nicks was amongst them? I Not didn't even really. know they were a thing yeah, before really. Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. Right. So in 1981, while remaining a member of Fleetwood Mac, um, she start, she also started a solo career at the same time. She released the album Belladonna, which topped the Billboard 200 and has reached multi-platinum. She has released eight solo studio albums. She was named one of the 100 greatest songwriters of all time by Rolling Stone. Nice. She's the only woman to have been inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Fleetwood Mac and as a solo artist. She's garnered sure. eight Grammy nominations, two American Music Awards, and as a solo artist. She's won numerous awards with Fleetwood Mac, including a Grammy and five Grammy Award nominations. And before she joined the band, she was in college to be an English teacher and decided to drop out, and her dad supported her 100%. Thank God that he did. Yes. So you have Stevie Nicks on your list. I did. I did, too. Is that it? We had them. Yeah. Yep, we had them. Yep. I, I had Pat Benatar and Hart. Oh, they're on here. Well, Hart, yeah. Hart, you don't have the Hart's oh, on here. Absolutely Hart. Not yeah. gonna, not gonna, yeah. Uh, we'll get out of the eighties here in, or the seventies here in a second. Until well, I'll get out of the seventies and I'll let uh, other people talk. Uh, Susie Quattro was yes. next on my list. She was the first she female. Was on happy days. She was the first female uh, bass guitarist to become a major rocker. Her sister Patty Quattro had already blazed a trail as a member of Fanny. Now, Stu and I talked about Fanny uh, because he'd never heard of them. No. They were actually on my list. Are they on well? your list? Yeah. So Fanny um, was one of the first all-female rock bands to sign with a major la- label, Stu. Um, so I, ha- I actually have some info about Fanny. I'll skip to them really quick, and then we'll kind of go back. But 1971, Fanny, uh, they were a rock band. They were active in the early 70s. They were, like I said, one of the first all-female rock bands to achieve critical and commercial success, including two Billboard 100 top 40 singles. So there were two sisters, right, June and Jean Millington, and they're they're actually Filipino, which I thought was really interesting, too. One of the first all-female rock bands and the two, like, main members were Filipino. They moved from the Philippines to California in 1961. Um, In high school, they formed an all-female band called the Svelts. The Svelts? Anyway, scheme of things, they ended up getting back together, uh, forming the band Fanny, but they weren't called Fanny at first. They um, started a band called Wild Honey, and they disbanded that after. Th- mm, so they get up on stage, honey. they do a open mic night at the Troubadour, right? And they decide, this is our last concert, we're done. We're going to disband, we're sick of this. But they're up on stage, and they happen to get spotted by the secretary of uh, Richard Perry, who was at the time a, a producer. And they'd been searching for an all-female rock band to mentor. So they convinced Warner Brothers to uh, sign Wild Honey to their reprise records label. But at first they just thought they're a novelty act. It's They're not really rockers. They're just girl bands. So we're going to sign them for that. Turns out they had a lot of talent. They changed their name to Fanny to denote a more feminine spirit. Because they really, I, I don't know how they figured that worked. It just sounds like butt to me, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of cool, though. So... 
through Perry, they produced uh, the first three albums, Fanny in 1970, uh, Charity Ball was released the following year, and his title track reached number 40 on the Billboard. Now, I, I listened to them, Stu. I don't think you would like them very much. What kind of music is it? Mm, it's very, like, I don't, it's it's kind of hard to explain. It's lighter than you're thinking. They do they do a couple covers. Is it, like, Terry Hall and John Oates? No, this is way before that kind of no. stuff. So this is this is early 70s. So they actually do they do a cover of a cover of Hey Bulldog. They do a cover of Badge, the Cream Song Badge. So you just kind of have to have you to said hear Badge, it. right? Badge. Okay. What did you just think? Make I sure. s- not Badge. <laughs> just want to make sure. I, I, so But they've done a lot. They've actually had some like David Bowie, I guess was a, a huge fan of them. Oh, they did a they did a cover of Marvin Gaye's Ain't That Peculiar. So, I guess they had a lot of, um, like, a lot of famous people. They they opened for tons of famous people. Like, they were notorious for opening for all these really famous people. Kind of got that kind of stigma attached to them. They're a great opening band. I honestly, I I heard the name. I'd never really heard them, and I went and listened to them this week. There's no way you would like them, though, Stuart. It's just not, not your style, but... Still, one of the first all-female rock bands. In yeah, one of, the, one of the notes I got on them here, it says their live performances was a key focus of the group as they know they needed to showcase their abilities in order to be taken seriously. As a girl, you couldn't tell anyone, I'm in a band. Guitarist June Millington Whoa, later told The Guardian, you might as well say, I'm flying to the moon. <laughs> it just wasn't in the realm of experience. We had to create our own frame and then step into it. Which is really cool. We're going to talk a lot here in a few minutes, so I'm, we're giving kind of a rundown, and then we're going to get into thoughts and opinions and shit, but that's what they're saying there is really key to everything else that we're going to talk about. They laid the groundwork so that women could come in and do this later. Had, you know, I mentioned earlier, we're not, we don't want to just gloss over you know, your, your Brenda Lees and your Aretha Franklins. We know that they exist. It's just not what we talk about. But Stu and I got in this discussion. He's like, well, you really think those guys, like, I mean, that was a different style of music. That's like doo-wop and, and R&B. And I said, yeah, but you got to understand, all rock and roll music comes from blues and jazz. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Stu's like, that's true, because Motley Crue are hugely influenced by the blues. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, blues and punk. So, so what you have rock. to understand is all, all your, as I call it, doo-wop music. I don't know if anybody else calls it all the 50 stuff that doo-wop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doo-wop music. All like that, Motown, yeah. All the your Motown, all that came derived from jazz and blues. All of it did. And it's you know glad that you mentioned that because I would like to throw in Miss Shaka Khan into the mix. Shaka Khan, Shaka, Shaka, Khan. Shaka I guess that would be seventies. Yeah, seventies into eighties, definitely eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But uh, got started with Rufus and Rufus uh, and Shaka Khan. Yes, sir. Hey, you know my ringtone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting so long. Sorry, yeah. I love that song. It's a great song. So the next one I want to talk about is going to be all Stu. He's going to love this one. I want to talk about the Runaways. Runaways were an early commercial success. They were uh, heavily as- inspired by David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Majorly inspired by David Bowie. But you I have mean, these three. Their, their manager was, like, inspired by David Bowie pretty much. So you have these three underage girls that yeah. decide to start a band, which is why they called themselves the Runaways. All these girls, they had some success as the Runaways. Most notably, probably Cherry Bomb would probably be mm-hmm. their biggest. Hit. Yeah, that was that was the biggest. I don't like oh, the I Runaways. Know what that song is. I don't like the Runaways. Say what? 
I said, oh, I know what that song is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cherry Bomb. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen the movie? Stu and I went to the Esquire and saw I, it. Do I own it? I, I thought I might have bought it. I don't think maybe. I, I haven't. How was it? I actually really like it. It's and not bad. It's very... I've seen it a few times You know, it's funny because they got What's-Her-Face from the Twilight movies. Kristen Stewart? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she plays... Uh, I, I always liked she her. She plays Joan. Yes, and she's great. Yes, she mm-hmm. does. And all, all the girls... Like, like, she hung out with Joan Jett before she did the movie. Like, they hung out, and she got to know her a little bit. And I always liked Kristen Stewart, and then she did the Twilight movies, and everybody, like, ripped on her. I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, I've never seen any of the Twilight movies. I'm like, but she was actually decent before. Yeah. And then she did the Runaways, and, I thought, and now she's kind of making a name for herself again because she's picking roles that kind of taken her away from the Twilight. Isn't that what the the Titanic guys Shut up. No. Yes. A stroke occurs when there is a lack of blood to a portion of the brain. That's not the brain that's lack of blood. A stroke can cause speech impairments. Speech impediment. Do you smell burnt toast? Do you want to try again? The guy from the Titanic, whatever his name is. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. So there's a story that's really cool about, this is tangent, but uh, Zac Efron is friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. Go figure. Yeah. Really? And... He did, you know, he did the High School Musical movies and this Ooh. and that, and he was talking to Leo because he was like, everybody wants me to keep playing the same role. They want me to play High School Musical, and Leo, I guess Leo looked at him and said, "Don't refuse it." He's like, "Because you're going to get typecast." He was like, "He's like, I got real picky about what I was willing to take because after Titanic, everybody wanted them to play the Titanic role." But we're talking about a dude who was in What's He Eating Gilbert Grape. Yes, I. What re- the matter, Gilbert? Okay, truth. <laughs> Yeah, of course I saw him in Growing Pains, but it didn't click. I actually thought when I saw him in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I was like, oh, they got like a mentally handicapped dude. And then I was like, right. oh, no, it's he's fantastic in it. If you guys have not seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I mean, it's Johnny Depp and... Wake up, mama! Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, Dad. <laughs> it's, it is a good movie, though. I mean... It really is but a good It's movie. a great movie. So he kind of coached... Um, Zach Efron. <laughs> I almost said Zach Gallif. Anyway. They were in between a couple of ferns. Anyway. And he told him, you know, you got to be picky about your roles. And I think it's kind of cool because Zach Efron, I think he purposely took some roles like Baywatch and Neighbors and stuff because he's like, I'm going to now play the kind of crude guy. Right. Uh, comedic. He's actually pretty good, though. He actually did a really good job in Baywatch. I, I liked Baywatch. I was one of the few people, but I liked it. I, it did not do that well, but I thought it was pretty good, so whatever. I like watching the guys running up and down the beach. I actually like Starskin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. I liked Starskin Hutch, too, and everybody hated it. Yeah, that was good. I mean, Snoop Dogg was pretty awesome. He, in I movie. thought Snoop Dogg did a really yeah. good job, and what's funny is it's on, like, uh, Netflix. Nailed it. And so last night, oh, I got to I I put this on Facebook if you guys didn't catch it, but so last night, uh, the kids were over and we, we went to watch a movie and I was like, let's watch a scary movie and I'll be nice to you guys. So we watched The Crazies from 2010. Mm. Timothy Oliphant one, not the original one. And uh, before we go on though, we're scanning through and I'm just like flipping through movies and Xander, my son, goes, hey, Snoop Dogg. I'm like, what? Where the, why the hell would Snoop Dogg be on here? And I go back and it was Starsky and Hutch and they were show, showing him a sugar bear. But uh, we watched The Crazies and we're sitting there watching it and I'm like, huh, 2010. This movie is about a virus that strikes a small town. Virus becomes airborne. At one point, one of the guys is told that if they don't wear their masks, they'll all die. The 
Pol- well, the politician in town denies that it's real for financial reasons. Huh. I was like, huh. oh my God, this is a real movie. <laughs> and I put on Facebook, I'm just waiting for him to nuke us at the end because that's what happens at the end of this movie. They, <laughs> they nuke him. I'm like, we're screwed. But anyway, so The Runaways was a good movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> you check it out. No, The Runaways. The, the Crazies is a good movie too. He I came was back trying, around. I was coming back. I was, I was bringing yeah, back. I didn't catch it coming back around. Yeah, he's coming back. But the Crazies is sort of like a boomerang effect. The Crazies is yeah, really good too. But what's what's unique about the Runaways is they had some success, but they went on and had solo careers. And out of the three of them, Cherry Curry was she had a solo career. She's probably the least known out of the three of them. The most well, known is Joan Jett, yeah. and then Lita Ford. Right. So if you don't know the Runaways are and both Lita and Joan had like a huge uh Sorry. Wow. You guys didn't see his face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they had a huge uh Joan Jett monster huge. Lita not as big as Joan what, Jett. What's funny about Joan Jett, she was the, one of the biggest in the 80s and she never really wanted to be in front like when she was in the runway she didn't like yeah, I'm okay be. with her being in back <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are uh, it's Joan oh, Jett she can be anywhere she want to be as so we all know she has a bad reputation <laughs> I don't give a damn about my bad <laughs> reputation <laughs> and her biggest hit was actually a remake Crimson and Clover oh I was actually thinking I love Rock I love and Roll, roll actually. both yeah. of them were remakes both were good both of them really were good, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, I would say Lita and Joan Jett's careers solo were much bigger. Now, don't do those two not get along? I have no idea. Oh. I know. I, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I thought two of them didn't get along, and I think it was those two. I, you never hear of them like being together or anything, so it's probably. probably it's funny is they both kind of went in opposite directions. Lita went for big hair, and Joan went for a little kinda punk. Like the kinda, punk. Yeah. Yeah. punk yeah. She went a little more punk style. Yeah, well, she pulls it off. I mean, especially yeah. with the short hair. Yeah, Lita, Lita went more towards the metal scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have a lot um, more from the seventies exactly. Do you have anything seventies you guys want to? Oh, except for Heart, which I do yeah, have. I was some heart. ready to say, what about Heart? They were on my short list. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make her short list. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's I've been there. Short. I've been there a few times. <laughs> Stewie's there almost daily. Uh, 1973, Hart comes on the scene. Um, comes clear that these two sisters are pretty awesome. I've always said my mom. They did some Hart songs in their band. My mom always her voice kind of reminded me of them. So, so their first their debut album was Dreamboat Annie in 1975. They've had top ten albums in every decade. So the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Is that mm-hmm. correct? All three decades they've had a top ten album. Um, so when I was dating my ex, she wasn't that smart. I don't know. I mean, she's kind of dumb. And Hart was coming to <laughs> <laughs> Hart was coming to concert, and I wanted to go really bad. And I talked to Stu. I was like, "We got to go see Hart. We got to go see Hart." And she's like, "I don't know who they are." And then I started playing Hart. I'm like, "You know who they are?" And I'm like, "Barracuda," you know. And of course, I was like, "Oh, you're okay. yeah." So, and the other thing I want to mention about Hart is back in my roller skating days. Oh hell yeah. Whenever they did the all-girl skate, it was always the Barracuda. Mm. Mm. You know the story behind that song, correct? No. It's about a fish. No, it's <laughs> in a way, yes, and in a way, no. The reporters at the time accused Anne and Nancy of being lesbians. But they're 
Not but with each other. Their sisters, though, accused them of being lesbians with each other. Blech. Little incest. That's incest nasty. lesbianism. But they told them that they said, you know, back off, you're a bunch of barracudas. And that spawned the song. Yeah. So, have you seen Almost Famous? Yes. Yes. Great movie. Fantastic yeah. Amazing movie. Amazing movie. Great movie. Except Do you for the know very end. that Nancy wrote all the so- all the music for it? She wrote the songs. Really? really? Yes. Oh, yeah. She's married to, uh, what's his, who's it, who wrote it? Uh, James Cameron. No, it's not James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of his name right now, but they're married. And so, all this, so like Fever Dog and all that, she wrote it, which. When you go back and see it now, you're like, well, duh. I mean, it's so obvious it could be a heart song. So that's why the music, that's why it feels so authentic. I think they, they did a really good job of that. So Dreamboat Annie, 1976, they have that kind of folk, hard, progressive style. Annie was lead singer-songwriter, played a bunch of instruments. Nancy was a guitarist-songwriter. Two solo albums each, so they've done solos as well. 14 studio albums, five live al- albums. This says... This is probably right. Their best-known songs would be Barracuda, Crazy on You, and Magic Man. I love Magic Man. Might be one of my favorite just songs of all time. And that's the song that my, when my parents had their classic rock band, my mom would sing Magic Man. And I swear, I used to tell her all the time, I'm like, you sound like, you know, Annie. And she's like, no, no. But she did. She did. Correction on my previous statement, Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. Uh, uh, there was a Cameron in there. I knew it was. was. Cameron, you're right. Yes, they are married. And actually, Almost Famous was sort of his... Loosely based, somewhat on his autobiography story. because he wrote for Rolling Stone when he was real little, and that's real little when he was young, really young, which is what Almost Famous is about. So, great movie, it is. I awesome. recommend it. Stu will tell you to watch Rock Star as well. <laughs> Stu, they can't hear you. Give the oh, horns, yeah. <laughs> double horns. Does do you guys have any uh, other sound effects? Do any yeah, other seventies uh, you want to? Uh, Hold on, I've lost my notes here. <laughs> you lost something, sir. <laughs> yeah, you did. Same While we're waiting. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. <laughs> oh, I have some shit. So I'll play this really quick while we're waiting for you. Um, okay. Go to the bathroom. So the first thing I have, check this out, guys. This is an ad from a uh, 1983. I'll just let it speak for itself. It's a radio station. It's really bad. That's right. National Recording Artist The Bengals right here in concert. Don't forget they were an all-girl band right here at Rockers. One night only, The Bengals. And also, let me remind everybody, we're having a beach party right here at Rockers. We're having a bikini contest, $100 in cash prizes for the lucky lady. That's right, it's a beach party bikini contest right here at Rockers. And also, we're having a concert with The Bengals. That's an all-girl band. We're located at the corner of West Park Gessner, rocking and rolling seven nights a week. That's Rockers. Thanks for calling. And here you go. One more thing. This is uh, Vicki Peterson. This is an actual commercial. You guys only get to hear the audio. Go check out the video, too. But this is, this is some good acting right here. I wanted to save you, and I can't. I can't. And you had to do it yourself. Once just staying off drugs for a few days and starting to see how it was and actually working towards that. Things are not perfect and it's not always easy, but it's, it's sure better like than it was. That was that was Vicky Peterson from the Bengals. So that, 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 that we gave that, we gave Spanky a few minutes there. That was some nice porn that star acting. Great acting yeah. right there. You did forget one from the seventies. No, I'm sure I forgot well, lots there, from the seventies. There's 70s. a bunch from the seventies. Well, 
one that we need to include on this list is Debbie Harry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yes. I've got Blondie in the mix. So yes, seventy. So some of this is tricky because they a lot of them started in the seventies but became huge, massive stars in the eighties. Mm. Blondie probably swayed the line a little bit. I guess early early Blondie stuff would have been seventies. I guess. You know, as a kid, I didn't understand like. There's two bands, and I'll, we'll talk about the other one too. So Blondie's the band, Roxette's the band. Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. very, very confusing. But yes, uh, Blondie's the band. Deborah Harry, Deborah, Deborah, Harry is the lead singer. So yeah, I mean they were definitely going to get brought up before we went straight into the '80s. But uh, yeah. So to kind of get into, what do you mean? Did you want to say anything? No, I just I. Nobody had mentioned her, so I thought I'd bring them up. Bring them up. Bring them up. He's going to bring them up. So we're going to kind of hop into the 80s a little, and we can jump around. We can say whatever. Jump up. I jump knew up it. That's down. why I stopped, because I was like, he's going he's gonna to yeah. start <laughs> singing Jump Around. Yeah. Um, jump. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody. <laughs> jump. So I was going to say the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's though. and the Bengals, um, they both originated from the L.A. club scene. They were two of the first all-female rock bands to actually find, like, sustained success, meaning that they didn't just have a hit. Like, they were all-female. So there's a difference. You guys got to understand, Heart, not an all-female rock band. The, run- the Runaways were. Um, but some of these bands, the Pretenders aren't. So when we say all-female rock band to, to sustain like success. every success, band member was a f- They were all-females. And so for the Go-Go's and the Bengals, they didn't just have one hit or one hit album. Like everything they released in the eighties was gold. Mm-hmm. Like it just did gangbusters. So they definitely kind of paved the way for your nineties bands, like your whole <laughs> yeah. Babes in Toyland, Super Heroines, your Love whole. Dolls. Some of these people, I don't even know who they are, but apparently, you know, some of the big ones from the eighties: the Bengals, the Go Go, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, Pat Benatar, Blondie, Janet Jackson. Roxette started in the, the 80s. They went through the 90s. Um, Sheila E. Un, unfortunately, uh, Marie <laughs> Fredrickson, uh, she passed away last year, actually, from cancer, oh. age 61. Roxette, yeah. lead singer mm-hmm. for Roxette. And uh, the chick that uh, did zombie. Uh, the chick Dolores from, O'Riordan. From, from the crank. Cranberries. There you go. I was going to help my Sorry. <laughs> zombie. Yeah, they were actually going to do zombie. like a remake with... Uh, the, that one? Yeah, it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Because it's not good. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I respect that they did it because... As I think tribute, they should have done yeah. a remix with her vocals in there somewhere. The, the, you know the part I can't stand? So they do 2018? He says 2018. Same old thing in 2018. And like, they do like... Uh, so stupid. They add drones in there. Yeah, well, I hate that kind of shit, but whatever. They did it out of respect, though. They really did. She was supposed to do it with them, so, and she passed away, so... Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? I'm such a fool for you. You got me wrapped around your finger. Do you what is happening? I had to turn down the volume. <laughs> <laughs> do something. I'm glad I don't have that. So I'm about to. I'm about to get a little. I'm about to get a little deep on two of them here. We're gonna start off with Madonna. Go deep. So for those of you who do not know, Stewie is a Madonna fan. Yeah. And Jason is not. Well, I used to be a mega Madonna fan when I was younger. Mattress with a microphone. I am not a Madonna fan. Like, there's some songs I like, but overall, she gets on my nerves. 
Uh, yeah, I'm kind of still on board. I'm gonna know? say in like the the '80s and early '90s, I like bought everything of hers. I like Material Girl. I like I, the video. I like like a yeah. prayer sometimes. Like sometimes I get on my nerves. Like what? a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, Al. Um, <laughs> like a that's weird, Al. What's the What's the song she did in the nineties? Uh, or music? I hate that fucking song. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I hate that. Song oh god, it's so bad. But I do respect her. I respect her for what she did for music, who she was. Much like I'm not an Elvis fan, but I respect Elvis for what he did mm-hmm. to music. She was influenced uh, by glam rockers, things like like the glamorous idea behind rock and roll music. Obviously, again, I I would say David Bowie was probably more influential to women rockers than almost anybody else on the scene. No. Because in his own way, he was a woman rocker. I love Bowie, though. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Very, very androgynous. And it was fully intentional. Yes. And if you watch the Runaway movie, I mean, that's the thing. Um, What's-Her-Face was like a major... Was it uh, Cherry Curry? Cherry Curry, mm-hmm. yeah. Was loved the Ziggy Stardust character. Well, and they actually started off as like a cover band. Like they liked doing Bowie stuff, so. Well, throughout the 80s and early 90s, it was pretty androgynous during that whole time. Would you say there's a star man? Um, I forgot the rest of the words of that song. Isn't it like, waiting in the sky? Star man? But she was, Madonna was uh, very influenced by, which we will talk about, but like Donna Summer, Debbie Harry, and David Bowie. Madonna broke the rules. So, yeah. She kind of came out and did things. How does one explain this? Like basically, not, she made it stage. okay, sort of. <laughs> she was very raunchy for women on to stage. act raunchy when nobody let women do that. It was not accepted. I mean, they do it a little bit, but it was frowned upon. And she pretty much said, "Fuck you, I'm doing it anyway." Mm-hmm. And she did some things I didn't agree with, like not shaving her armpits was a little weird for me. Uh, <laughs> and <that's gross. laughs> a little bit, but yeah, you know. I shave my. What? Uh, and then she married what's his face? You wax him. Um, Sean Penn. And then she married what's his face? And then she married what's his face? And then she dated what's his name? Dennis Dennis Rodman. She slept with a whole bunch of athletes and bragged about it. And she slept with a bunch of gay guys. And now she's married to an athlete. So what are you gonna do? Or was? Are they still together? Or they split? God, I can't. Who knows? She's been with everybody. The thing that's important to understand about Madonna, and I mean, Sue were talking about this, without Madonna, there is no Britney Spears. There is no Lady Gaga. There is True. definitely no Lady Gaga. They don't exist. Like, right. I mean, they exist, <laughs> but their characters, don't, their music doesn't exist. She paved, well, Britney Spears, is. they've been on stage together. I mean, they're... That, her, Christina Aguilera. See, do you think so? Like, uh, I don't like when people compare so. Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Number one, oh, they're two Christina different. Aguilera can sing and yeah. Britney Spears yes. can't. Right. No, they came <laughs> yeah, from exactly. the same um, the, Mickey Mouse they Club. They came from the Mickey Mouse Club. They came from that same style. So did Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yes, all from the same era, so they got compared all the time. Right. Christina Aguilera, I would say Britney Spears has bigger hits. Christina Aguilera, much she better. She has bigger <laughs> No, she doesn't have bigger of those. Bigger hits. <laughs> yeah, hits. Her range is much better. Much, much better than Britney Spears. And she's oh, still around. You, Where, you, where's Britney? Oh, yeah, making millions of Could you picture Britney Spears on that Lady Marmalade? Could you at all? No, no. Not at all. I mean, I can. It'd be amusing to watch. Christina <laughs> Christina had that vocal range. Oh, just, yeah. Uh, it could not be matched. Mm-mm. But, so, I don't know... It, I'm going to say yes 
to a degree, do I think Christina Aguilera would still have been around, but maybe not the same as, as she is now? Like, she might have done Christina different stuff. Christina Aguilera probably would have done her uh, Dirty album a lot sooner than the other stuff. Maybe. You know, honestly, I think that Dirty album kind of killed her to some extent. I thought it brought her out more. Really? It's because Stu liked it a lot. I but it doesn't it. mean the, the public I'm, at large liked it. I mean, Stu, I like the collaboration between like, the rap It's going to sound like I'm bashing on Stu and I'm not. Stu has this tendency that if he likes it a lot, he does not. He thinks everybody does, and he doesn't understand when they don't. We were watching something last week. I'm not, I'm not bashing on him. This is just legit. He doesn't. He's like... No, no, that's a huge. Those were huge hits. I'm like, no, you just liked it. And so, in Stu's world, he would listen to that all the time. So he's like, this is good. Everybody's listening to it, but it just isn't always the case. Not meaning they shouldn't. Me and you were listening to it. That's me and Stu like weird shit that nobody else likes. We, I accept that. <laughs> Stu just assumes everybody likes it. I'm like, no, dude, it's just us. But it's cool. We in our own club. <laughs> it's the special club. Yeah, it is. We were watching. I'll give you guys a good example. Last week, I think, or the week before, we were watching. I, we were watching a video, of the like top ten cheesiest hits of 1990s, and like Baby Got Back was on there, and Stu's like, oh, yeah, Sir Mix a Lot had more hits. I was like, no, no, he didn't. He's like, uh. Buttermilk, Buttermilk biscuits. I'm like, was not a hit ever. We just <laughs> like, no, it. we no, love no, that song. Rosa. Is it uh, my hoop on Broadway or something like that? Yeah, yeah. On Broadway. My hoop or my posse on Broadway. Oh, that's it. Yeah, was not a hit. It wasn't a hit. <laughs> it had a video, hits. but it wasn't a hit. None of them were hits. There's a difference between. And I, he's like, "Well, buttermilk biscuits, probably I like a lot better than than uh, Baby Got Back." I was like, "Oh yeah, me too." <laughs> I was like, "It's a fun song. It's great, but it wasn't a hit." Yeah, Baby well, Got Back was a catchy ditty. You know that was people mainstream. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It gets on my nerves about that video. The There's girl, not a big butts. The girls in it don't they have, have big, big butts. butts. No. <laughs> no, they do not. Especially they by today's lie. They don't lie. They, yeah. they cannot lie. Uh-uh. They can't. And the White Brothers no, can't no. deny either. No, it's you other brothers can't. Oh, yeah. It's uh, even, even white, white boys brother. got well, the sound. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got the two mixed up. <laughs> My biggest problem with that video is... Or Clothing? The song in, no, the song in general. <laughs> yeah. The first few words of the... The oh, intro. My oh my god, god Becky. Becky. I know. So I work with a girl named Becky and it's like nobody else catches it. Every once in a while somebody will be like, Oh my god, Becky and I'm at my seat going, Look at her butt and nobody else does it. Uh friend of the show Matt, his wife Connie, posted something the other day, guys. Watch. This group Connie, we get it. And I told her on Facebook, I'm like, totally, I know exactly what you're going. She posted something that was like I was in the office the other day and yelled regulators. And mount up. <laughs> she's like, nobody nobody else yelled mount up. I'm like, that's the first thing I thought of is like, regulators, mount, mount up. up. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, so. So. Isn't it, isn't it weird when. Speaking to the mics to rap that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what it is. No, we want to hear you rap. Yeah, yeah we want to hear the words. This. Uh, Any rap song. What do you know? Hey, and if, even if you forget the words, just rap. Pretend the, that you on. know them and like think about the words that you like. Sound it out. <laughs> sound it. <laughs> Guess it out. Like, are you doing phonics? <laughs> Hooked on phonics. Huh? Here, just go ahead and rap the opening theme to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I bet you know that. And go. West Philadelphia. Here, speak of the mic. And West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Keep going. No, we want you to do it. Oh. Come on, do it. You're you, putting him on the spot. You do that, and I'll, I'll be I'll be Jazzy Jeff for you. 
Wait a minute. He doesn't do anything. I know. I just did the entire <laughs> he was a thing. DJ. Well, you can't even remember. He's a, he's still a DJ. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. That's right. He does Instagram stuff all the time. Yeah. I thought he was dead. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, got a little R.I.P. Wilford Brimley. Uh, hey, it's better is, dead than being on that red table. Poor Will Smith. Kevin. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. We won't discuss that. That's brutal. But what the fuck? If you're gonna if you're gonna admit it, just admit it. Don't try to gloss over it. And go, um, you know, we had an entanglement. No, bitch, you fucked him. <laughs> and you, and Will's over there going, I mean, you mean by that? You, you mean what you mean is, you know, you, you know, it was very sad. Mm-hmm. Actually, it felt very bad for him. And I'm looking at her going, Will, you could do so much better. And I, uh, I'll say this yeah. uh, from what I gathered from their relationship, it's pretty open. I think it. I don't know. Mm. He looked pretty heartbroken. That man looked heartbroken. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He looks heartbroken, but Wait, he what, probably what might I be miss? used oh to it. Oh my God, Stuart, where are you sometimes? What the, f- what the fuck you did I miss? Even seen this? You know, you know, Jada Pinkett oh, Smith dude. does some talk show pod no. vid- vidcast called The Red Table. No, you haven't seen the memes. It's her yeah. mom, her daughter, no. and her. They all sit around this. Anyway, they had this big rock band. They had this big. Her and Will Smith did this special episode because. Everybody knows she cheated on him with What's His Face. <laughs> and then What's His Face made a song about it. Oh, what a fucking dick. <laughs> what a dick. Trying to cash in and the song sucks and nobody cares. Hey, uh, let's what's, what's, those 15 minutes of fame, What's, what's the guy's Woo! name? What's the douchebag's name? Uh, it's August something. Yeah, August, August something. Yeah. Anyway. I will so she supposedly is going to get on the show and air things out, but she, she just wouldn't say it. She just kept going, well, we got in a little bit of an entanglement. It's like... And he's like, Will's like, well, by that you mean, you know. And she's like, an entanglement. We had a relationship. She wouldn't say, like, I fucked him. You know, it's like, <laughs> what a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm i sorry, man. I'm, I ain't cool with that. I used to like her, and then, like, slowly over the years, I started liking her less and less and less. And it's really weird because I think their whole family is nuts, but I still love Will Smith. And I think he's in the background going, yeah, we okay. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm I'm okay with what both my kids do. <laughs> no, it's okay that he wore a white Batman suit to the prom. <laughs> no, it, I think what? it was Kim Kardashian's wedding. I thought it was whatever. It was a wedding. No, last weekend, me and Dad were watching Gotham, and Jada played a part in that. Yeah, she's fish. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, fish moon, and fish I kept, moon, moon yeah. fish. I, I kept making, I kept making entanglement jokes every time. She's <laughs> <on the screen>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could not stand her on Gotham. She like, overacts yeah, the shit. She, out of she caressed joke. like a cop's like cheek, and she's I was like, her oh, hair another entanglement. Course, right? <laughs> she's she, the, on Gotham. Every everything she does, it's like stop it, stop it. Is her daughter whipping her hair back and forth? Oh, my mm. God. No. oh God, that's no. awful. <laughs> that was like a decade ago. So the go goes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the go. Which daughter? Um, so the go goes. <laughs> wow. 1981 debut album "Beauty and the Beat" is considered one of the cornerstone albums of the U.S. new wave movement, uh, breaking barriers and paving the way for a bunch of other American acts. So the album was released. It actually just steadily climbed its way up the Billboard 200 chart, and ultimately it reached number one, where it remained for six consecutive weeks, sold over two million copies, and went double platinum. Double platinum. Double platinum. Jordan? I'm good. No, we want to hear your double platinum. Double platinum. Do it. 
Oh. oh and she's not even talk tuck. She's about to fall asleep over there. On not, we made her sit on the floor, and uh, I told her she didn't have to. You've sit been the bad. Floor. Sit on the floor. It is considered Beauty and the Beat is considered one of the most successful debut albums of all time. Of all time. Of all time. They were na- nominated for Best New Artist uh, at the 24th Grammy Awards. They've sold over 7 million records worldwide. 7 million. The members include Belinda Carlisle, Jane Weedlin. Weedlin? Weedlin? What's, how do you say that? It's Weedlin, right? Yeah, it is. Charlotte Caffey, Gina Shock, Caffey hey. Valentine. So after the band split, two of the members actually went on to have solo careers. That would be Belinda Carlisle, who... Um, had a pretty big solo career in 1985. Uh, she had songs like Mad About You, I Get Weak, Circle Circle in the Sand, Leave a Light On, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Never liked any of her solo shit as much as I liked the Go-Go stuff. Not that I hated it, mm. just liked the Go-Go stuff a lot better. Oh, and there are a lot of stories about the Go-Go's. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard some of the stories about the stuff no, they did. I have not. Yeah, I heard they were pretty nasty. Apparently, the Go-Go's liked to, this is what I've heard, like to... Um, Make plaster casts of the members of the men they slept with. It was like a big thing. They almost had like competitions. Oh, yes. Gosh. Yeah. They, from what I heard, they was pretty slutty. They um, Wish I'd have been around them in the They 80s. made one of the crew members. Because who didn't want Belinda Carlisle? They awesome. videotaped one of the crew members. Even you wanted Belinda. Jerk and the gherkin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. the gherkin. Jerk. That's the easiest way to say it. I mean. <laughs> I bet they were fun as hell to be around, though. Oh, like, yeah. they seemed like a bunch of crazy girls. They, they were party girls. Uh, the other member that went on to kind of have a solo career was uh, Jade Weedland, but I remember her best as the singing telegram girl from Clue, <laughs> uh, and, no. right, and right. as Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bill and Bill Ted. Ted? Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. Uh, I forgot she did some acting. Very little. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's or very little somewhat acting. acting. I mean, she, she has a line in Clue that I sing all the time. And they shoot her. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's her whole line. Ding dong. I am dead. But yeah. Great movie. Um, yeah, that's what I remember her most from. So it'd be great if they put her in this Bill and Ted movie. Ooh. They won't, but yeah. it'd be great. I got a question about that. I'm about to fuck Bill and Ted up for everybody. Because this is where my brain goes. So if the people are from the future that come back to, to help them, mm. why is it in each movie the people from the future have a better looking version of the time travel machine if they're from the future shouldn't it always be the same time travel machine you would in theory yeah, like why does it keep getting more advanced it's kind of like star wars if the first three movies are supposed to take place 30 some years between the second three movies how come their vehicles look more futuristic than the shit we get in the next movie right and it's not that True. people are like well they're run down right but they look better like they look more streamlined and shit. Mm-hmm. They don't. Dr- it's not like they're driving the same spaceships thirty years later and just look run down. They exactly. made them all new and shiny and rounded looking. And the Tie Fighters were way better. And the X-wings, yeah, yeah. better shit. It was very slick. You know, have a nice Art Deco vibe going for them. Mm. Very true, yes. I think I believe that some of the early influences for the Star Wars movies would have been some of the architects from the. I think Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, did uh, inspire some Frank of the Lloyd Wright. Of Wasn't Frank Lloyd Wright a. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't he the dude who does mu- musics? 
stuff. No, he was an architect. Yeah, he's an architect. Pretty, pretty sure he does He used to work on TIE fighters. Oh. Yes. oh, no, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, three names. So. so we talked earlier uh, about how blues and jazz pretty much influenced everything. And oddly enough, it influenced somebody major on this list. Uh, to me, way better than Madonna. Um, and that would be Cindy Lauper. Now, most people don't think of blues as something that inspired Cindy Lauper, at least I don't think. Unless you really listen to her albums. You know, I can kind of see it in a way. True Colors, yeah. All Through the Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. People know her for songs like Time Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Time After Time. I mean, they really have that kind of bluesy. She has a lot of... Money changes everything. Very bluesy riffs in there. Now let me ask you this. Maybe it's just my brain here, but oh god! Anytime I hear True Colors, I think Kodak, and then I think Bill Cosby. I get the okay. What? I get the Kodak. Oh yeah, he was he was a Kodak spoke he was a Kodak spokesperson for a while. Yeah, he was. But the two things weren't. He was never on the commercial with True Colors. I hope not. I, I remember those sake. True Colors commercials. <laughs> Uh, every time I hear Cindy Lauper, I think Shebop, and I'm like, you slut. You little slut. But what is really why I bring up the blues thing is because in 2010, Memphis Blues, uh, it was Billboard's most successful blues album of the year. So in 2010, she released a blues album, and it was still huge. Uh, there's some really cool stuff about Cindy Lauper. So in 2013, Cindy Lauper won the Tony Award for the best original score for co- composing the Broadway musical Kinky Boots. She was the first woman to win the category by herself. She sold over 50 million records worldwide. She's won uh, awards at the Grammys. She, she has an EGOT, guys. She has a freaking EGOT. She's Damn, one someone of the, explain what, to me what an EGOT is. It is oh, a Emmy, a Grammy, Grammy an Oscar, Oscar, and a Tony. Tony. Oh, okay. Uh, she is one of the. She's one of very few singers. Yeah. To have an EGOT, it doesn't happen. Having a Grammy and a Tony, not and sometimes an Emmy, but getting that Oscar, that's tough when you're you know, and it's not from her acting chops. She's been in a couple movies. They're not that good. No, no. <laughs> Which we didn't mention. Madonna was in a couple movies too. She still is. Madonna's still in movies. She, wrong. Okay. Um, Dick Tracy. Well, you got to go earlier than that. De- desperately seeking Susan. Oh, yeah. Was it Who's that girl? girl yeah. for you? Or was that something? That's just a song. That's yeah, just a song, and it's yeah, yeah, it's just a song. She was in Desperately Seeking Susan. Who's that girl? She she was in one with Sean Penn mm. a while back. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yep. The only other role that Madonna acted in was. Um, don't cry for yeah. me, Argentina. Besides, Evita was uh, <laughs> Dick Tracy. Yeah, uh, Kevin said Dick Tracy. Didn't she play in like uh, some sort of like um, uh, her best movie is A League of Their Own? Just saying. Yeah, mm. it is. where she plays a slut all the way, man. <laughs> what what, mm. what movie? What were you gonna? Uh, I was just trying to like it was like some sort of like Basic Instinct movie. The only movies I know that Cindy Lauper was in is uh, is it Psych? Psyched? I don't know. Anyway, and um, Life with Mikey, with Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Oh, Vision Quest. That's a... I think that, that she was did the movie. The movie. Uh, she did the music for it. She did the music, but she I don't think she was in it, was she? Yeah, no. Okay. So. Yeah. Desperate uh, Desperate Secret Susan was her That was one. her... Yeah, that was like the big one. I don't like that movie, but it was a huge hit. In I liked days. it, but then again... Wasn't no. she in a movie with Danny Aiello? Like Papa you, Don't Preach? Yeah. Uh, no, that he was, was in the music video for Papa Don't Preach. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. He was he was the papa. Yep. <laughs> Great actor. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Um, but 
Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Uh, she's won like a shit ton of awards. So best female video prize, 1984 for girls just want to have fun. The music video is recognized by MTV, VH1, and Rolling Stone as one of the greatest music videos of the era. She's featured in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She uh, isn't she in the wrestling Hall she's, of Fame? She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Women Who so. Rock yeah. exhibit. She is not, to the best of my knowledge, been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, That's I think bullshit. She's in the WWE Hall of Fame. She too. probably is. I would not <laughs> be surprised. Um, uh, my question is, how does she get involved with them in the first place? That's what I wonder. Because she was friends with Lou Albano. Yeah. Yeah. Friends oh, so does does just it really friends. shock yeah, you? No, she, no, it she was just that type yeah, of person. Yeah. She's she's just she's, there's so much to say about her, but um, I can't picture I them even as even now like with like trolls and everything. Her mm. music still. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's how my kids know her, and they love like a lot of her songs. Like my kids. Will sit she's talking into the side of her mic now. Yeah, please talk into your microphone. <laughs> that's there. Stu's looking over there because <laughs> I can't hear her. It's right in front of my face. Yeah, but um, you're talking to the side of it, yeah. not the front of it. Poor, poor, poor trouble. We make her here. sit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, we offered her chairs. The side that's no, they didn't. Talking they were like, the floor. no, women got to sit in the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Is this at the Peloton bike? What? Uh, oh, no. She's going to smack you soon. <laughs> Debut album included in Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest happen. albums of all time. Time After Times included in VH1's list of the 100 best songs of the past 25 years. That's weird. Out of all the I love Time... No, Time After Time. That's great. I was thinking it True Color. Great, time After yeah. Time is a really great song. Both it would be hard for me to pick the best Cindy Lauper song. So recently I got She's So Unusual on vinyl. And much like Rumors, it's kind of like... I used to have Cindy Lauper's Greatest Hits, which is great, but it's almost like it's She's So Unusual because most of them are on there. There's a few not on there. Fantastic album. Um, and Girls Just Want to Have Fun remake. Did really? you know that? No. Yep. So Spanky and I want to do an episode where we just bring songs that you guys probably did not know were remakes and just let you guys have it and just to watch it go, I didn't know that. You know, so that's one of them. We've got a hell of a list. We do have some. Yeah. We have some. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Weird thing is we, we thought of it each on our own, and we were driving to go uh, album shopping one day and he brought it up I'm like dude I got a list too and we started talking about it we're like we both told because I told Stu I want to do that and then Spanky came up with it too so great idea Uh, and another show we're going to be doing shortly is I was telling these two about it I want to do a show where all I do is play theme songs from 80s and 90s shows and see if you guys Mm -hmm. can tell me what show it's from yes I'm down for that show so if I was like that would be a good one anyway Time After Time is included on VH1's list of the 100 best songs of the past 25 years. I said that. Uh, VH1 is ranked Cindy Lauper number 58 on the 100 Greatest Women of Rock and Roll. We posted the link to the list on our Facebook page. If you guys want to go there and check it out, Stu put it on our Facebook page, the VH1's 100 Greatest Women of Rock and Roll. I will give you the top 20. Keep in mind, this is of rock and roll, not in our eras necessarily. Mm. This is their top 20. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Okay. Number one, Aretha Franklin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's like, yes. Done. <laughs> Better be. Number two. Check mark. Again, not one of my favorites, believe it or not, but I totally get it. Tina Turner. Yeah. 
Yeah. I totally get why she'd be number three, Janice Joplin. I, again, them. not one of my favorites. My dad loves Joplin. I'm not so much. But again, I understand the effect that these women had. I just feel like Joplin screams a lot. Yeah. But my dad oh, loves yeah. it. Number four, Bonnie Raitt. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number five, Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Number right. six, Billie Holiday. Ooh, yes. Straight blues. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. but influenced rock, yes. Definitely. Sad story. I did a report on her in college. And I probably didn't. <laughs> so at the end of the report, I get up and I talk about her. I'm talking about this poor woman that's been addicted to drugs. I mean, the way she was treated was horrible. And I end, I end the whole thing by playing Strange Fruit. And I'm just standing up there, and it's like everybody's going, yeah, that's right. But we Tupac even mentioned her in his Well, you kind of have to. Well, I better he better said something nice. Yeah, I think he was saying something nice. To, to for her to get up for her to record strange fruit was that took some testicles man because you could get you get killed for doing shit like that back fruit. Uh, we're gonna have to school stew it yeah, yeah. i have no clue what that is either it's uh oh, it, it's a song it's a song she wrote off a poem that someone wrote but it's about it's about, about black people being lynched that's oh. the strange fruit well, just hanging from the, yes. the poplar tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. blood. On, oh God! And it's like you're like you listen to the song. You're like blood on the leaves. And you got to remember when she recorded this song, you didn't do shit like that. Right? Like no, that was not acceptable. But she broke through a lot of barriers and a lot of walls because she was so beloved for her voice. Um, you know who Billie Holiday is, right? Yeah. Do you know who she is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because her most famous song would probably be. Uh, Help me here. Um, now I can think of strange fruit. Um, uh, it's just the thought of you, the very thought of you I love. Oh. Well, now I'm still I see your face fruit. in every flower. You know that's all. I need to watch Lady Sing the Blues again. That's yeah, I feel like I'm there. Uh, <laughs> number seven, Chrissy Hind. Number eight, Madonna. Number nine, we have not talked about. I've seen her in concert. We oh. probably should have. Would mm-hmm. be Annie Lennox. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to see Annie the Lennox Rhythmics. open for Sting, and then they came out and performed together. And I was like, Pfft. I mean, it was it was pretty fucking fantastic to watch Annie Lennox sing "Broken Glass" live. Pretty awesome. Is she still around? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. And she was on the Queen concert for life. I mean, I love her. Yes, the the, the Rhythmics. Um, Carol King's number ten, number eleven, Patsy Cline. Yeah. Number 12, Debbie Harry. Mm-hmm. Number 13, Ella Fitzgerald. Okay. 14, Stevie Nicks. 15, Patti Smith. 16 is the band The Supremes. 17 is Shaka. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Mike could always do that. Uh, 18, Gladys Knight. 19, Etta James. And 20, Grace Slick. There are another 80 people. We are not going to go through them. Uh, but if you want to go to rockonthenet.com slash archive slash 1999 slash VH1women, you can find it. Or you can just go to our Facebook page, which is Mixtape Podcast. And Stewie yeah, yeah. posted it on there, and you can just click on the link and go look at it. But it's pretty cool. What he said. I recommend it. What I really like about the list is there are people like Billie Holiday and the Supremes, you might not really have thought about them being on there, especially like you know Patsy Cline and Billie Holiday rockers. But... Yes, I guess kind of. Yeah. I thought about picking up some Billy Holiday uh, albums just Here to listen to them. Oh, oh, you were being serious. I was <laughs> waiting for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I just waiting for a stew pun. Wow. <laughs> like something stupid about holidays. or So have you ever really listened to her? I've, no. Really her, I've unique really... 
voice. I, I, kind of like Nirvana. I don't know if I could listen to it all day long. <laughs> it would probably start to get to me a little bit. Yeah, to give you guys another reason to hate Kanye. Um, <laughs> oh, cause Jesus. That's what I need. No, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that on his album, The Jesus. fact that he's totally gone insane. Yeah, but his oh, album, Jesus, that he recorded a few years ago, he took Strange Fruit. And, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, made it into some sort of like uh, auto-tune crap hip-hop sort of thing. I remember and it. Yep. Was that his like uh, candidacy uh, song? No, this was many moons ago, Stu. I can't. I, <laughs> I can't even with this guy. Seriously, I can't do it anymore. From your, is, he, I, is he still I'll running for president? Show, yeah, out. Show give give Sally again. all your shit. She's on the show. You're off the show. You're out of here. You tried to candidacy thing. Burn. No, he's done. Lost his ever-loving freaking Yeah. Kanye, if you're listening, get help. Kanye, if you're listening, stop, please. I don't want you listening to my show. Kanye, you listening? Fuck you. Kanye, go away. How how long till they're divorced? Do you figure? Uh, I'm surprised they divorced. He should have divorced her a while ago. It's the Kardashian curse. Oh no, she should divorce him. He's the crazy one. I mean, yeah, he's they're mooch- crazy. He's if mooching off if of you're her saying money, he's yeah. the crazy one in the relationship, then you know there's something bad. You heard about all the shit he's doing right now, accusing them of all kinds of yeah, stuff, saying yeah. they're like, because he's crazy. He's crazy. He's always been crazy. But crazy again, Kardashian curse. Yeah. Whatever. Look at that line of the dudes that the, yeah, they've but, been with. Okay, look at the dudes they're getting with. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe they should make some better choices too. Let's put it this way: the flare-ups kind of happen after they started. After they their... get herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Ray J got lucky, didn't he? Yeah, Ray J's like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> the bullet there, look, no, no, look, Kanye. I'm just saying that you should have hit it and quit it. That's that's what you should have done. Does any locked in with children? Do you guys? Do you guys find Kim Kardashian attractive? No. I used to. No. Used before to. the plastic surgery. Before all the... Yeah. I mean, she, her, her ass looks like a horse now. It's disgusting. <laughs> She's disgusting. <laughs> all that damn plastic surgery. A horse or a horse's ass? <laughs> no, that would little be her husband. A, little B. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Kanye, get some help. Uh, please. Cindy Lauber's also... A big humanitarian. Um, she's a v- big advocate for LGBT rights mm-hmm. in the United States. Um, she's also a big proponent of uh, getting creams for your eczema. Eczema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. You've seen the commercials, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, you three have, but everybody else like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> Which it works because I got. No, I have, I have, I have eczema on my knuckles. Yeah, 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 I got like eczema like around my nose, and it's killing me right now because eyebrows. I no, I just have it on my oh, knuckles, man, nowhere right. else, and so they'll split and dry. And when right now I'm using so much hand sanitizer, it's oh. like they have been really bad. Yeah, Gold I, Bomb. I have a cream for that. Oh, yeah, I, I love too. Gold I, Bomb. I don't use prescription. I tried prescription. Yeah. And I just switched this. Oh my God! What are we talking about? I just switched the gold bond. <laughs> we just try to stay moisturized. Lotion, it works great. <laughs> oh, Shaq got a hold of you. <laughs> what? Shaq got a hold of you. Shaq got a hold of me. No. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking bond. about your friend Shaq. 
Goma. Yeah, it makes more sense now. But I thought he was talking about his friend Shaq. I'm like, why? Well, oh yeah, I have a friend he, named Shaq. Does he promote gold bonds? <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. He, re- he reached out to me on. I noticed you have eczema. I can't do his laugh, but it didn't laugh. For ten, ten, that's for. <laughs> I said, you got eczema. I hope he listens. <laughs> so, oh, if he does, I'm screwed. No, or he's laughing. Um, and she was actually a special guest at the uh, Barack Obama second term inauguration. So. There you go. So even Barack Obama likes good music. He does like good music, though. If you ever listen to some of the shit he says he's into, it's like... Well, her her music is good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damn it, I didn't think of that one first. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, fuck, that should have been mine. So, I want to talk about somebody near and dear to my heart. Um, Oddly enough, aside from a variety show in the 70s, did not start off as a singer. She started off as an actress. Charu? No. She sang on a variety show that was named after her family in the 70s. Oh. Hold on, Sally. I think she knows. Just go for it. You're either wrong or you're right. Stewie's usually wrong. Marilyn Manson. Oh, no. You'd know her name. Uh, Here, let me help you out. She started off as an actress on shows like Good Times. Different, Janet Jackson. Jackson. Different, Jackson. different strokes. Janet, yeah. Janet so besides singing on the Jackson Variety Show, she started off as, a, as an actress, as a kid actress. Mm-hmm. She was on Good Time. She mm-hmm. was on Different mm-hmm. Strokes. So she actually didn't start singing until like 1982, somewhere in that range is when she started becoming a big... I remember seeing those episodes of... Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah her absolutely. David Willis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Isn't it weird? He's the one to make it. <laughs> like, he's still alive. Yeah. All the rest of them's all dead. Well, the, the one took her own life. No, she OD'd. Yeah, she OD'd. But he he was... He had a lot of... Todd Bridges had a lot of problems, mm-hmm. and then he cleaned himself up and... Uh. With the help of Mr. Drummond? Because I think those were, the, like, the last two going for a while. Been. I think age... Did, Mr. Mr. Did he Drummond. die after... Yeah, he died after Gary Dana Plato and Gary Coleman. Well, Dana, Dana Plato died a long time ago. Yeah, she was she, the first. When did your cousin Gary die? Uh, my cousin <laughs> Gary died. No, I'm just <laughs> we are not Oh, yeah, we, we forgot to tell you guys. Um, Kevin's related to Gary Coleman. Stu's uncle Neil and his uh, cousin Woo. Dustin come over all the time. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention my distant cousin, Dabney Coleman. <laughs> Oh, God, I forgot all about Dabney Coleman. That's sad. A lot of people do. No, Stu, we all know your cousins with Dustin Diamond. <laughs> I'm not agreeing to that one. <laughs> Stu, Stu, every time we're in the, like, the record store, Stu will grab a Neil Diamond album. He thinks about buying it, and he's like, I should get my uncles out. They're not really uncle, but, you know. Whoa. What the hell? Hello. <laughs> just it's the poultry geists. So Janet Jackson. Uh, signed a recording contract with A&M Records in 1982. She became a pop icon sensation. Huge. Monster. Huge. Really huge, Stuart. Uh, Following the release of her her third and fourth studio albums, which would be Control and We Are Part of a Rhythm Nation. Huge. (laughs) With the help of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. She has sold over 100 million records is one of the world's best-selling music artists of all. Her and her brother. Damn. You know, the rest of the family is just jealous as shit, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
you know, except for Tito. He's I, I think Tito's probably just friendly and nice to everybody. Like, I'm Tito. I can see that. That's La- what I picture. Latoya's just crazy. Hi, yeah. Latoya. I like cheese. Has anybody <laughs> seen her lately? She looks no. Like I'm not surprised. I mean, she looked like Michael Ben. Yeah. Or yeah. did Michael look like her? Good. I don't even show. <laughs> By the end of the 1990s, she was named Billboard Magazine as one of the most successful recording artists of the decade, but she came in after somebody I cannot stand, and that's Mariah Carey. It's not the... I second that opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not... Okay. Hmm. Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. we got two people with great voices who sing crap. Mm. Oh, come on. I believe the children are the future. I mean, come (laughs) on. There, there's one good Whitney, Whitney song, Whitney and it's been biggest one, no. Biggest hit was a remake. Whitney has one good song, and they played it to death, and now I can't it's the stand American, it. As the national anthem. I want to dance for somebody. That's it. What was the what, anthem? What's another good Whitney song? National yeah. anthem. No, Dolly Parton. That's no, all I'm saying. That wasn't hers. Yeah. Love was of you. <laughs> there was Iron Stu, the lights are freaking out. Yeah. Now let's play a shit. Um, I don't like Whitney. I think Whitney Houston had an incredible voice and didn't do anything with it. And I feel Flash the same way light. about Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Awesome range. What's what's Mariah Carey's most famous song? Anybody? What's her something to do with Christmas, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. That is her biggest All selling I want song. For Christmas is yeah. you. Or it is the awesome. number one most downloaded song at Christmas every year, and it's garbage. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. It's my favorite. All I, it's one of the few songs, but it's a Christmas song. It's like her stuff. It sucks. So how Janet came in second to Mariah Carey, I do not know. Uh, here's the weird thing. A lot of critics, a lot of critics, Stuart. A lot. He's, he's ignoring yeah. you. <laughs> a lot of critics have gotten on to Janet Jackson, Jackson saying that she doesn't really have that much range. But I have a few things I want to read from other critics about this, and I believe that this just really sums up her overall impact on music. So biographer David Ritz said, on Janet's albums and her videos and live performances, which reveal a crisp athletic dance technique, Mm. singing was not necessarily the point. He says the emphasis should be placed on her slamming beats, infectious hooks, and impeccable production values. And then Eric Henderson of Slant Magazine claimed that critics who opposed her small voice somehow missed the explosive give-me-a-beat vocal pyrotechnics she unleashes all over nasty. Or that they completely dismissed how perfect her tremulous hesitance fits into the abstinence anthem, (laughs) Let's Wait a While. All these words. And then classical composer Louis Adriason, anyway, he said about her rubato sense of rhythm, sensitivity, and a childlike quality of her strangely erotic voice. Kind of fits. Words, man. Yeah, what the hell? Well, I saw her in concert last year, and here's what I want to say. I thought she sounded great. Mm-hmm. I mean, does she have the range of some of these other people? I guess not. Never really noticed it before, but she kind of sticks into her range. Very common, but what I can tell you, she sounded great, but damn if it wasn't one of the funnest shows I've ever been to in my life. I totally believe it. Janet Jackson understood something that a lot of artists... Next to Weird Al? Do, d- Weird Al was the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Weird Al puts on a show from beginning to end. Yes. He's flawless. Everything sounds so good. The production value is all there. Sting puts on one of the best shows I've ever seen. But Janet did something 
really smart that I get she was nasty. irritated with a lot of artists for doing it. I nobody hates it more. I mean, what I, I was just yeah. Why are you guys right? Are they laughing? Because they thought it was funny, or are they laughing because I totally tried to ignore it? <laughs> I tried. A little bit of I was, I was trying to ignore it. Y'all got to quit encouraging him. So, that's all I'm saying. Do you guys know who taught her to dance? Me. Her no. brother? Michael? Paula Abdul. Oh, well, oh my yeah, God. The only thing awful. she's good at, because she can't sing either. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, she danced pretty good with she that dancing stuck cat. cheerleading. My mom always said she sounded like she had a crown stuck Scat up her nose when cat. she sang. I totally see it. Don't do you love me. Shut up. The cat's name was Scat Cat. And then in the 90s, yeah, it was Scat Cat. Scat. Shit Cat. That's because they couldn't get a real person. They had a t- in the 90s, she sang like the worst song. Vibology. What the fuck is Vibology? <laughs> What's Spellbound at that? Spellbound's a word. Vibology some shit that they made up. Vibology? You know, like Pompatus of Love. Um, <laughs> um, where was I? I don't even know what to say. Oh, so I got to see her in concert last year, and I was saying that the thing she did that a lot of artists don't get... Okay, we've all been to see bands, classic does she, bands. Did she show nipple? And I'm going to fucking punch her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't show nipple. Damn it. This is why the shows take Don't so you think long. I would have talked about the concert a lot more if she didn't show... She looked great, though. Considering she just had a kid not that long ago. And the fact... Well, she did it like a tribute because her dad had died not that long before. So it was kind of weird, but kind of cool. When you, you ever go to see like a classic artist, like somebody you've known from back in the day, and they're like, this pisses you off because it's like, I listened to you in the 80s, and now in 20... 19 you're like now we're gonna play some stuff off our new album we don't care none of us bought it you know we don't want to hear that shit she didn't man she like all the hits boom 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 and every once in a while she would integrate in something newer but she didn't care because she didn't stop the whole damn show to do it and it just flowed and i watched her dance for two hours straight and I'm like, how the fuck is she doing that and at, like, 54 pretty, years old? Right, that's like, pretty damn impressive. The, like, she never stopped. Her dancers are cool. And I've been to a lot of concerts. Most include, like, there were old people, young people, black people, white people, gay people, and everybody together. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, this chick gets it. Like, who doesn't love Janet? Is there... I swear to God, if you say your best friend. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Because you already told me that he didn't like the Goonies, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. You should get a new friend. It, is that, there, that's fucked up. It's been like 13 years. I'm not getting rid of him. Oh, no, yeah. for the Goonies thing, I I like, I like, mean, 30 years, and he'd yeah. be gone. Mm. Like, you don't like to get the fuck out. And, is it, and he owns this place. I'd still kick his ass out. <laughs> and you know what? He'd go. He'd be like, no, you're right. I'm going. Just oh, make him go stand on the balcony. <laughs> right. You go think about what you've done. I might fall through the balcony. Does anybody know someone that... Whole point. Does, <laughs> seriously, does anybody know somebody that does not like Janet Jackson? At least something. Like, I bet Stewie's dad's like, yeah, Control's a great song. You know? Is that how your dad talks to the Control's a great yeah. song? Yeah. Spot. It's pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty good, right? Danny. <laughs> did, your, did you get, like, prickly hair standing up? Like, oh, God. What did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, so his whole family calls him Danny, not Stuart. So the people at home are like, who the fuck's Danny? What's he talking about? (laughs) Yeah, that's so. But, like, does anybody know someone that does not like Janet Jackson? Mm, I really don't. Uh, 
That's and do you know why? Because you cannot listen to Rhythm Na- Nation and not start fucking no. chair dancing or whatever, wherever the hell you at. You'd be at work like... Or just sitting there popping your head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You can't do it. Great song. And when we did our top five videos, I almost, you know, that was one of my runner-ups because the freaking dancing and it's just incredible. Plus, she's hot. And, yes, booby. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the most downloaded clips of all time. Or one of the most searched things of all time, I guess. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Stu's like, I was a lot of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, actually. So, question. That metal nipple. Planned or not planned? Planned. 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 Dude, it had ripple like, well, it had like yeah, a metal she, sun throwing star nipple ring. But she <laughs> claims. Totally planned. But she claims yeah. that, yeah, I mean, up. as dancing and stuff, look she up. always wears stuff like that under With your dance permission, Because there was a lot of anger Go going back and forth <laughs> between the two of them over that whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody thinks it was planned. Yeah. I hope it was. I think it was. Uh, so you it guys would be weird if it wasn't planned. We're still talking to, about it. I mean, to this she would day. just. Does she just yeah, wear you brought it up though yes. a few minutes ago. But I'm saying though, like as soon as I said Janet, you're like boobies. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Oh, and she has acted in a, in a couple of movies. Oh yeah, Jason Lurk. Not Jason Lurk. Um, Poetic Justice, Justice yeah. which I do not With like. With Tupac. It's all right. I don't like the movie at all. I've never seen it. It's pretty. I kind of liked it. It's boring as shit. Boring. Not very good. Boring. That's why. Boring. Gotta check it out again. (laughs) Wait a while. I think the last. Don't you think you should wait a while? Uh, I see what you did there. You know, Stu. I know he used to do things for you, but what has he done for you lately? What has he done for you lately? What has he done for you lately? Okay. Uh, you guys want to hit on anybody from the 80s? Oh, I used to like to want to hit on I did. I mentioned Sheila E. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. All right. Briefly. No, no. Okay. Sheila uh, Easton. Sheila Easton. There we yep. go. Um, oh, uh. You said Sheila E. I went Sheila Easton. <laughs> oh, um. Oh, oh, damn it. I got a weird brain fart. Okay. Well, I did mention Roxette. Um, I would say. So, literally. So, Roxette. Uh, must have been love, I think, was 1989. Yeah, I'd say Roxette. I want to say that, but uh, kind of, uh, you got the look with nineties. Uh, yeah, uh, Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. That's Patty Smythe. Smythe. That's, that's nineties, yeah. though, man. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. But we're still nineties, right? Yeah, but we're not. I was asking if anybody had oh. any eighties stuff that I that they wanted to go into that I didn't. Patty Smythe, so um, scandal had, warrior. Like, wow. Chicks. I am. The warrior. Okay. Pretty much like with Prince, he was just pretty much fucking uh, and making music. I would have oh, fucked yeah. Prince. I mean, who I, wouldn't have fucked Prince? I mean, the only man, the only man up. out there that could wear more makeup and higher heels than your Sally, woman. Sally, Sally says better. she wouldn't have, but if he'd have walked in the room, he'd be like, 
Yes, you are. And she'll be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, he did. We don't know. He had magic. Nope. It was magic. He had that mojo. Yeah. yeah. Nah. He had like Austin's power I mean, mojo. You, you, watch, you watch videos of him now. And you still watch He would have like, walked in the room, know. looked at you, went, <laughs> and done a sign in the mm-hmm. air. And you'd have been like, all right. Yeah, nope. Yeah. Fair enough. And then offer Diamonds you waffles or pancakes <laughs> in the morning. Blue waffles, <laughs> waffles, pancakes. Blue waffles. He'd sing songs like "Cream like, on no, my even, coffee." Even I want cream I with sugar on top. I want to be your lover. I love that song. It, it was good. Even back then, I would have. Yeah. Kevin didn't mention on the show that I bought him a his first. Oh yes, uh, Jay. You know, with speaking of yeah, Prince, bought me a Prince album vinyl album with a poster inside. Why am I holding it up to the I was, I was just going to let Like, you. people can see. <laughs> so, Bottom purple rain. The, uh, yeah. to, to respond so like you good. responded. Cool. <laughs> we should get a picture uh, and post Yeah, well, that was the text I got back when I was like, I bought you something. I sent him a picture. He's like, cool. <laughs> well, I was at work. Well, I know. Uh, you know. I was I know. doing work. I know. I was, like, going through Tinder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tinder for a laugh, of course. Did, did, did you, you see the, like, the Tinder pics? Those are pretty funny. Showed me. Oh, no, I showed them all. We, remember, we were reading the. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, that's right. All right. About the witch. Um, that's not a witch. I don't understand it. But whatever. It's a, it's a, she doesn't. She doesn't believe in. It's. Uh, it's hard to explain. I guess she's like a wizard of Oz. One of the people he found online. Because. Oh, wish me luck. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't have a chance because she said no Tinder daddies. I'm all right. Do what? what? I said I was one he found online back in MySpace. <laughs> Don't age us. Damn, MySpace. <laughs> I um, looked at the clip you told me to, and um, it made me very uncomfortable watching her grind all over Justin. Oh. Oh, oh you, you watched the Super Bowl clip. You just yeah. looked it up. No, no you're uncomfortable. No, awesome. I just watched the uh, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really uncomfortable. That was a huge, like, yeah. I mean, it oh, exploded yeah. because, like, they got Actually, they got fined. They got in all kinds of trouble for that. Actually, in a lot of ways, I think that helped lead the whole podcast industry after that. Why is that? Why is that? I think it kind of, like, jump-started things with, like, uh, censorship on, like, radio shows with Howard Stern. He switched over to Sirius. And these other... Like, oh, no, no. Uh, Howard radio- Stern's never been serious. Dude. Uh, <laughs> it also is a publicity stunt, I think. Yeah, but that's not what he's saying. He's he's just plain. talking about. He just, like, grabbed over. He's talking yeah. about the fact that all the censorship that took place because of that led a lot of people to kind of switch over to go to, to podcasting. podcasting because there's no censorship mm-hmm. on podcasting. He's saying that that the result of it was they started being more strict. The FCC and stuff started being more strict on the radio and on television. So a bunch of guys were like, "Fuck this, we're leaving, we're out of here." Exactly. And then Adam Carolla invented podcasting along with Kevin Smith. <laughs> and <laughs> Jay Moore and, jo- and uh, Joe Rogan, Rogan yeah. and and now we have podcast. Jay Moore came way later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. But anybody from the '80s that you guys uh, that, I, that we left out? I mean, I'm, there obviously are people from the '80s that we left out. But there's probably people streaming like this, uh, this one, this one, this mm-hmm. that, this one. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hit '90s. Do I've you still? Actually, you still have? A is this '80s? Do you want to? Uh, yeah. They, okay. Because I was touched. gonna kind of like just give you carte blanche when I was done. Because you had some deep shit you wanted to go yeah, into, and I, th- I have no are, idea what it was. These are late about. '80s, and it kind of goes into the metal world. Go ahead. Oh, um, I was just watching 
doofus dog fall asleep here and hit his head on your son. <laughs> Doro Pesch from Germany. Uh, though she came into the spotlight a few years after her contemporaries, Dora Pesch wasn't dubbed the queen of heavy metal for nothing. Known for her time fronting Warlock and later solo career, Pesch was known as one of the first women in heavy metal to become known for her vocal ability and dominant stage presence than her looks. Why was she not hot? Uh, not bad. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, hey. She kind of looked like Cindy Lauper a little bit. Yeah, let me take a look. Okay. Okay. Like a metal Cindy yeah. Lauper. We'll go that route. Okay. This was in the 80s? Late 80s. Yeah. Doro Pesh. Doro Pesh and Warlock. We're going to look that up. I am, but you can continue if you have somebody else. And the other one that I have that's late Maybe. 80s. If this thing loads. My computer's late 80s. That's why it takes a <laughs> Sean Esalt, bass player for White Zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? That was eight, she was 80s, huh? They, they, White Zombie started well, late zombie 80s in New York. 80s. I didn't know that. Yes. You're a huge um, White Zombie fan. I love White Zombie. Yeah. I saw um, that uh, White Zombie ripoff uh, Power Man was going to be somewhere local. Not a ripoff. That's, uh, That's Rob actually Zombie's Rob brother. Zombie's brother. I know, oh, really? but it's a ripoff. I mean, he's like a lesser Rob Zombie. Like yeah. they're not as good as Rob as White it's Zombie. It's like a, a like Gallagher one, Gallagher yeah. two. <laughs> is what is it? Dor Doro Doro D O R O Frodo. P E S C H. Oh well, that's. Pretty much, I was thinking it's German. It was Lord knows what consonants and vowels they were going <laughs> to stick in there. I'm looking. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a moment. I mean, I, I see a lot here. Talk amongst yourselves. I don't yourself. see that one. And it looks like a lot of this is German. <laughs> so uh, I want to pick something good here. Okay, this is Doro Pesh. I don't know how loud this is or anything. Oh, fuck yeah. Good lyrics. Yeah. Simple lyrics. Sounds like shit Stu would like already. Nothing to memorize, ain't it? <laughs> uh, is that the guy from Kiss? Oh, no, he's not. Oh, dude, I'm totally turning into a Beefs and Butthead video. Oh, yeah, that car just blew up. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good, David. Yeah, you gotta lead a Ford look. <laughs> is that Vince Neil? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that is Vince Neil. <laughs> uh, is this that band Striper? Uh, oh, we are. <laughs> how do like? How did I not know? Like, I've never heard of these people. Like I mean, it's pretty simple lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, we, are, we are all we are, and all we, we are, we are we are. I think she tried to make that like kind of like a, a heavy metal anthem, but I don't think it really works. Dude, how did you miss them? Yeah, I don't know. That's like totally something I mean, you would have listened to in the. I 80s. mean, it sounds like something I listened to, but it probably they probably didn't hit it off or something. I don't know. That song, if I'm not mistaken, was the one that kind of. Uh, brought their sound to the United States. Yeah, it didn't sound very German. If no. they if they would have, they'd have been like this. <laughs> <laughs> or do do, do a host. Host. Do, do a host 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 host
follow the Moscow down to Gorkin Park, listening to the winds of change. Take me to the magic of the moment on the glory nights. Where the children <laughs> Sally's like, I got it! <laughs> the wind, the wind of change. Winds of change. Who else you got? The other one I've got is Shawnee Salt, bass player from White Zombie. Uh, in her book that she wrote, Backstage Notes from the Chicken White Zombie. <laughs> I mean, you know, good title. Yeah. So was Marilyn Manson 90s? Or yeah, is he eighties? Yeah, Nineties. Okay. But I'm just but he is a he. Yeah, but he does have band members that are female. He does. Yep. Do you know who any any of them are? Absolutely not. Okay, then shut up. I was curious. <laughs> just uh, saying. <laughs> the the biggest quote from her book was uh I don't ever want to be with the band, I'd rather be in it. But huh? I oh okay. No, think about it. It'll it'll sink in. She doesn't want to be with the band. She wants to be in it. Right. She don't want to. She don't want to be banging the band, do we? She wants to be a part of the band. Right. And she. Not a groupie. Yeah. Uh. I love you, Stuart. You guys can't see him. He's looking up at the ceiling, like, and all of a sudden he just tilts his head. Oh. (laughs) Uh, You're the best. Oh, Brown. That's all I've got as far as late 80s. So then we go on kind of venture. Stu, you, you guys got anything from the 80s that you... I got, well, one, but she mostly did stuff in the 90s. But, but she did start in a little old Icelandic band oh called God, you The said Sugar Bjork. Cubes. I like The Sugar Bjork. Cubes. I do not like Bjork. You don't like Bjork? I love Bjork. I, I love Bjork. Uh, human Thomas behavior? That's a shit. Giant teddy bear. Army of me? I love Bjork. Alien oh, people. Uh, now Goldie sleeps Come on, on listen couch. to Army of Me and rock out to that shit. I mean, that's good. Now I let say. Goldie sleep on my couch. <laughs> Is it because she's Asian that we like her? She's not she's Asian. She's not Asian. She's Icelandic. Icelandic. <laughs> oh, whatever. She looks Asian. <laughs> what the hell? Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. <laughs> that was your best impression yeah. yet. <laughs> she looks like she's from China. <laughs> What is his heart on with China? Mm. Like, not getting political, but seriously, TikTok? Seriously, that's what you give a shit about right now? Just because they've screwed you over twice. Yeah, not like I mean, there's civil unrest China. or, you know, pandemic TikTok. or whatnot. The, the yeah. app where people dance yeah. to memes. <laughs> you gotta work on the hard stuff first, I understand. It's like, I mean, we do talk a lot of crap about Trump on TikTok, though. Well, we're talking a lot about. She's gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna ban the mixtape podcast. <laughs> That's happening. They talk a lot of crap about Trump on everything. He just yeah. can't go after Facebook, and he knows it because they have more money than Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jesus actually was known uh, for yeah, having uh, a lot of money. I was gonna say, wait a minute, he had a lot of money. They have more money than J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Boom. Well, kind of drop the mic. Know. So we're going to venture into the 90s a little bit here, and I'm going to go ahead and drop a band who I can't stand, and I'm hoping nobody in here actually likes them. So Stu's going to go, oh, I like one song, but Hole sucks because they named their stuff appropriately because yeah. they are yeah. a hole. They suck. They're my right. asshole. Hey. And the lead singer kind of killed Kurt Cobain. Hey. So the whole thing well, about this. The drummer's this, pretty awesome. 
The whole thing about this, that's why Stu wants to talk about it, but the whole thing about it is no one, no one makes any qualms about it. Everybody's like, they were around before, and nobody gave a shit about them until Kurt Cobain. one song was good. No one. One song. Which one? Doll Parts? What song? Uh, Celebrity. Okay. They did a horrible, horrible, horrible version of Gold Dust Woman. Celebrity Skin. So bad. Celebrity Skin. Yeah. Um... No yeah, one knew they, who they, they were. They used that one for one of the uh, Crow movies. It's in the Crow City of Angels soundtrack, yeah. which is a great soundtrack, by the way. The movie sucks. That song sucks. The rest of the soundtrack is awesome. Speaking of Grace Slick, Grace Slick and Linda Perry do a song on there. Do you guys know who Linda Perry is? Yes. Okay. Four non-blondes. Uh, me and Stu were talking about the other day, and he's like, whatever happened to them? I'm like, well, Linda Perry went on to do all kinds of shit. She was mm-hmm. producing yeah, and he writing. Didn't realize and, you know, that she, he was, she was married to She was married to, 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 to freaking Laura Ingalls. <laughs> No, Laura Ingalls' daughter, sister. No, no, sister. Sarah sister. Gilbert. Yeah, Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. I was gonna say, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah Gilbert. So Melissa Gilbert and Sarah Gilbert are. She's on. She's on. Uh, Roseanne. Yeah. Yep. And now. Uh, Big Bang. The Connors. The con- no, the talk mm-hmm. show. What's the talk show? The View. Yeah, they're all the same. The View. The View. I don't. Know. Yeah. Uh, the chicken out. They're not. I don't cackle, think. Cackle. I don't think they're married anymore. But they were. I think they got divorced last year, actually. But yeah, Linda Perry does all kinds of shit, and um, there is a and I can't say it's. She actually even worked with uh, Pink at one point. I do. She's written songs for Pink, like tons of people. She's get the party started. She wrote. She she does her and Grace Slick do a song called "Knock Me Out" on that soundtrack, and if you've never heard it, it is fantastic. Um, She also, I mean, if we're gonna we're gonna talk some '90s, we can talk Four Non Blondes. We can talk Linda Perry because she is amazing. Like incredible voice they did a um led zeppelin tribute album called oh, i can't say it and anyway she does uh, misty mountain hop mm-hmm. and it's it's basically like if you took led zeppelin and made them females but they're still dead on it's so good i mean if you can't hear her doing walking in the park what do you think I saw? it's like yep it's fucking great and it, it's actually four non-blondes who do it they're still together at the point and I, I don't know when she ventured off but she's writer producer now and she's great so Born on Blondes one hit song hello one hit song great song who doesn't like that song this is a good song it's a great song I actually like some of the remixes they, they've what's, done what's the song called what's up nice <laughs> everybody gets it wrong what's going on nope for some reason, they called it What's Up. <laughs> Never say it in the song, but that kind of fits with Led Zeppelin, too, because they named their shit all kinds of weird yeah, shit. Yeah, Cashmere, I mean, they say it once in the song. Right? Dire Maker? I don't know what the fuck that even means. They never say that mm-hmm. in the song. Uh, butthole, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Freudian. Do you guys, do you guys remember? Freudian. Do you guys remember back in the day when we were, this is is a deep dive, when we were doing Obscure 80s and we were talking about, we were talking about Bachelor Party. Um, Uh Uh-oh. And I was like getting excited and talking ahead of myself and I said, I was like, well, there's this donkey. This guy ate, this donkey, this donkey was like, somebody, who it might have been Skiznot, but somebody wrote in was like, the guy ate the donkey. I'm like, no, I was just saying two things at once. Oh, by the way, we did not say thank you to Skiznot for yes, our new opening you. theme song. Uh, we Sorry played, it's so late in the show. Yeah, yeah well, right? I mean, we, he did, totally shocked us this week. I was just getting an email and Skiznot, and he has sent in. He's like, I had some time. I recorded you this. We love it. Stu texts me. He's like, I love that man. 
Waka Waka. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Skiz not, you are the shiz not. He is the shiz yeah. not. Shiz not? No. Shiz yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the F? Oh, God. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I don't, I can't stand Hole. I can't stand Courtney Love. Here's the weird thing. Been in two movies that yes. she was like, they raved about her in these movies. She did great in these movies, but I just, in, I start to like her when I see her in movies, and then I'm like, oh yeah, she was a piece of crap who would get on stage and pretend to put a gun in her mouth and pull the trigger, which is just tasteless. I mean, she's a horrible person. Are you yeah. reaching around trying to grab my son's leg? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, man. <laughs> Everything about that sentence was wrong. Pretty much was. Everything. Well, I'm talking about Stu, so of course it's going to be wrong. <laughs> Uh, but the thing about Hole is they, they really they pushed the grunge sound for women in the yeah. 90s. They yeah. really did. Also, the style. She was notorious for wearing like little uh, like baby dolls and Doc Martin boots and shit like that. And she would always wear her makeup like running and shitty looking. Yeah. That was her thing. I really, I'm thinking like if you're Kurt Cobain and it, in the 90s you're in Nirvana and you have just like taken off like a rocket and like everybody loves you, that's who you pick? Heroin. Really? Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, she looks like she's got heroin. Hence the reason why he offed himself. Yeah, well. Yeah. You know, he looked over. Well, I've uh, said it before, and I said it again. I'll say it again. If I was married to her, I'd deep throat a shotgun myself. <laughs> you guys are probably right, though. He looked over and said, that girl looks like she's got a good heroin hookup. So. <laughs> Stu actually brought up some people. We were talking earlier today about people when he asked me a question about someone in particular, and I said, yeah, actually, I have her on my list, and that's Shirley Manson of Garbage. Yes. Um, also, Gwen Stefani. I mean, these are the women of the 90s. Yeah. P.J. Harvey, Avril Lavigne. We were talking about Avril the other night. The three of us were. Yeah. I love Avril Lavigne. Like, I heart Avril Lavigne. I, she's adorable, okay? And she's definitely got that punk vibe, but kind of mixes in the pop. But she looks like she's probably like a little bit of a crazy woman, too. Like you just, I, I, like, I, like to add, <laughs> I like to add someone into that mix. The lead singer for the Divinals. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, wow. Dude. Okay, don't look at me and go, yeah, yeah. like lift the eyebrows. That, You're creeping me out a little bit. She's, she's dead. She dead, too. She, she, what? She, she's dead. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, a couple years ago. Aww. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, we mentioned Christina Aguilera earlier. I'm, I'm throwing out some names and we can talk about some stuff. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Uh, like, Bru- i like to add Lady Miss Cure from the band D-Light. Oh, yeah. in the What a great song. Yeah. Can't squeeze the balls hard enough for that one. Uh, I never, never, never. And the bass player on that song was Mr. Cincinnati's own Mr. Bootsy. 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 Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know if you And my kids used to live next door to boom, one of Bootsy's kid. sons. Oh, yeah. wow. Boom, boom, I was actually boom, just about to say boom. that. Was his house in the shape of a star? No, no. A star base? No. Then it wasn't no, really Boots. Then, then it wasn't really Boots's kids. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. I love that song. You know, they thought they were going to be. Everybody thought they were going to be like huge, and then they weren't. But that song's great. Yeah. You can, again, not that's a song you cannot chair dance. You have to chair dance when you hear that song. You cannot not 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 do it. Veruca Salt, uh, like I said, uh, Gwen Stefani, Shirley Manson. These are. Some of the, the kind breeders. Of, the, I love the L7 breeders. Kitty. L7. Cannonball. I, I thought I mentioned L7 earlier. I might not have. They were on my list of when I was talking about some of the people like um, 
that got him were influenced. But so these are kind of like so when we go into the '90s, I mean, you had your kind of you know Ace of Base and all that shit. But these were the kind of like hard hitters. I mean, would you guys obviously? I'm gonna say something a little controversial, but I think people might understand what I'm saying. Would you guys say that Alanis Morissette was the Janis Joplin of the '90s? Oh God! Mm. Come on! I didn't say had the voice of Janis. No, but kind of the, the vibe, style, yeah. the vibe, the the type of shit she sang. I have no clue who we're talking about. I- she even kind of looked at like her, which was a little I ironic. Probably, I could probably uh, agree with that statement. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Why is it whenever I do a pun, everybody's like, don't listen to me? I said she kind of looked like her, which was a little ironic. Uh-oh. Don't you think? I already, I already <laughs> said that. You, <laughs> you don't I, talk into the mic. Right I didn't hear it the it's first right time. No one can hear you. Zero people can hear you. Right here. The front of the mic is facing the floor. Yeah. My right mouth here. is right here. But that's not the front of the mic. That is. Blame Kevin. Uh, Kevin? <laughs> one who set it up. Why'd you do that, Kevin? I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Shit. Right. On you? No, try Crazy it. on you. Hola? Oh, hey. Uh-huh. So crazy. What was that? Crazy. I said, hola. Hey. Right, I can hear you better now. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Or, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. <laughs> you got everything you want. Do you think people at home like it when we sing? Probably uh, not. No. I, I bet our neighbors do. <laughs> I, I usually have to listen to the show with headphones in and I turn them down. <laughs> Man, you need to be rocking our shit. And if you bring him back again, I won't let you in. <laughs> Sorry, kid. You're out. You're barred. <laughs> and for that, I didn't say all the way. Me and Stu are going to reprise our duet. Go for it. Of uh, I had the time of my life. <laughs> and I never felt this way before. Yes, I swear. It's so true. Close enough. And I owe it all to you. Now Steve's going to catch me. Well, I ain't catching him. <laughs> I was talking about it. I mean, you probably ain't catching me either, but there's no chance. You catching something here. You man. can't jump that high either. Because white man can't jump. Rosie Perez taught us that. Yeah, I'm going to catch something here in a minute. <laughs> probably. What are you, you going to give me? You're the catcher. Uh, I'm never oh, the catcher. Okay, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> uh, where were we? <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we, I think people like it when we sing. I think so. We I, need to do like a karaoke show. No, no, we don't. No, 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 no. Kevin, no. Kevin, we could reprise our when we do karaoke. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Oh, I, what no. we singing? Drunky. What we always sing? Drunky <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Ooh, I wanna take you down to Kokomo. We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where we wanna go. We're down to Kokomo. When was the last time we sang that? Was that in at Columbus? Bir- no, it was at my one birthday party at Dad's. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, that was. That. I used to do car- like I used to have a setup and we would do karaoke parties. Did you come to the one at my sister's spank dog? I did because you lived birthday. right across the street. Yeah. Not at that time. But you knew where it was because you lived yeah. right across the street, like right down the street, literally. From yeah, my, my grandparents yeah. lived down the road from her. Yeah, you came to one at my sister, the p- house with the pool. Yeah. yeah. I think at that one, I think uh, somebody threw a ball in my nuts, and I was able to <laughs> hit the note pretty, pretty high. So. high notes that night? 
Oh, easily. We have sang that song karaoke three times together. Oh, do you remember when we did... I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So and Kevin, Kevin's got the microphone with a cord on it, and he starts spinning around. It's <laughs> like tying him up. Oh yeah, I'm making it into a show. We are just like oh. everybody's like Kevin's killing us, and I couldn't hardly sing because I'm watching Kevin cracking up, laughing because he's dancing to it. He's like. <laughs> like what is he doing? That's not sexy at all. Uh, right said Fred, great band because, yep. and, and I'll tell you why they're a great band because. They knew they were being stupid and silly, and that's what made it so great. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're going to live this shit up. We're going to do one great song. Yep. Everybody's going to sing it for the rest of their lives. This is going to be our Mambo Nova 5. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Mike Raymond right there. Mambo yeah. Nova 5. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be my Mambo Nova 6. So <laughs> uh, 90s. Yeah, so say, what was the first four? Right. Well, that's the, mm. that's the, you know, it's like Leonard Part 6. Mm. Could not stand that movie. I love that movie. Not now, of course. Obviously, it's you know rapey, but I liked it then (laughs) because it wasn't rapey then. It's only rapey now. Well, you know, doesn't that suck? It does suck when there's like movies or something you like, and then well, I can't watch Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids anymore. Are we allowed to watch Kevin Spacey shit because? Yeah, I mean, he was great in Seven. Not even Seven. What about like Usual Suspect? Like, how can I not watch Kaiser Soze? Mm -hmm. And you you watch Dairy Girls? Yeah, that episode was great. I, he got me hooked on Dairy Girls. It takes place in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great it show. It's pretty good. He's See, not. this is why I watch foreign shit. Yeah, well, it's not well. It's foreign, <laughs> but they sort of speak English. Sometimes I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't talk so fast. I don't know what you're saying. But uh, you might need some subtitles. But you know. it's it's kind of like uh, what's the movie where Brad Pitt plays the pikey? Oh, um, Snatch. Yes, yeah, Snatch. Snatch. Great movie, but all you understand is like stomp, 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 stomp. Pirate Winkle Blue. It's all you understand mm-hmm. what he says. Best movie title ever. What's what they're thieves? The best part is that the dog eats the squeaky toy, and every time it barks, it's like, sweet. <laughs> I highly recommend Lock, Lock Stock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I think that I was better. I have not seen it. I like oh. Snatch better. I like Snatch better. I like Lock Stock better. I bet you do. Uh, but it, I prefer awesome. Snatch over Two Smoking <laughs> Barrels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, 90 shit. Give me some 90 shit. Um, uh, you just threw a whole bunch of them out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, I want some more. Please, sir. Once more, you said Sinead O'Connor was that that would that would have been 89, 90, probably. Yeah, that's on the which was a Prince song, and amazingly enough, he released his version of well, his estate did after, and it's it's like why did he not? This, it's so much better, and I know she was really famous for it, but I like his version. I I like his version better, but I think it's kind of for me it's kind of a toss up. I like the Sinead O'Connor b- version better, but I slightly like the you know Prince version more. <coughs> there is a woman who screwed her, who owned her career up. I mean, if she wouldn't have behaved the way she behaved. She was bipolar. And there's nothing wrong with being an activist, but you can't be doing the weird shit you like that. It's you're, it's very Kanye. <laughs> she was Kanye before Kanye was Kanye. That's all I'm saying. You know, what about Tracy Chapman? There was an 80s and oh, 90s. Two-hit wonder, and everybody knows the songs, and they're huge. I mean, very famous. So you got huge. a fast car. <laughs> Is it fast enough? Well, you could fly. Totally ripped off the the, the riff from uh, Jack and Diane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Lisa Loeb? No, that's a good one. I don't know. Fiona you say mm, I only Fiona hear what I want Apple. to. What a Fiona. Apple. <laughs> Fiona's a good choice. Fiona Apple. What about uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs? Yeah. yeah. What about them? Natalie Merchant was really good. Oh yeah. And just on her own, even without them, she was she did a lot of good stuff. I was really into kind of like some of the 90s alt-rock girl bands. 
I got Stu one night. We were, I do this to him all the time. Well, I'll just I'll just turn on YouTube and start getting in these deep dives of all these like girl bands that I was teaching him. I was like, you got to hear some of these bands because he didn't know who some of them were. He knew you know garbage and stuff. But I started like branching off. Sneaker pimps, uh, the Ting Tings. I'm like throwing all these bands at him, and he's like, "Who are these people?" And I was like, "Right, they're great though, right? You know who the Ting Tings are, right?" That's not my name. It's not my name. I taught uh, Republica. He didn't that's, know a, that's a big. Uh, he knew who Republica was. That was a big uh, TikTok song. Yeah. <laughs> what or whatever. That it is. is not my name, Red. <laughs> well, even Lauren Hill started like back. Oh in the yeah, late 90s. started in Sister Act. Yes. Did you know, uh, oh shit, what's her name? I've been watching Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need yes. to check that out. It's, uh, what's her face? Uh, oh god, the one singer. She's the hitman. She's Cha Cha. I can't think of her name. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, is it, is it, is it Mary J. Blige? Mary J. Blige. It's Mary J. Blige. Yeah. She plays Cha Cha on Umbrella Academy. She did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, I just started season two. It took me a while to get through season one. It's it's a weird show. It's actually pretty good. I it's finished good, it but weird. So um, I finished it. Aaliyah, that's a good Tuesday. one. Aaliyah I guess we could throw in... Oh, yeah. So, Aaliyah, great and Romeo Must Die. Aaliyah, a great movie. movie. May she rest in peace. I, yeah. I love Aaliyah. Kinda, you don't like... No, I love Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Oh. The whole thing about... Oh, the whole, yeah. the whole thing about Aaliyah is... If she wouldn't have been a stubborn kind of like person, she'd probably still be alive today. But... I don't think she I mean, yeah, was. But she was. She was really smart. No, but she you know was. about the like from what they say. Like they tried to tell her we can't fly, and she like insisted upon it. She was like, "No, well, we're she, going to." And she tried to Buddy Holly the. Mm-hmm. You know, the <laughs> I don't think. Know. I don't think Buddy. I, I don't. I don't know about that whole. Yeah. You know. But yeah, like she, she kind of insisted. They kept telling her like we shouldn't fly right now, and she did. She like insisted because you know it sucks because I liked her a lot. First you don't succeed. Pick yourself up and try again. You know, I asked my kids if they knew that song and they didn't. And I was like, well, that's sad. Uh, should we throw in, I uh, know this is more like rap and hip hop, but uh, Queen Latifah or oh, Salt yeah. and oh, Pepper? Absolutely, Queen Latifah. Oh, we should. Uh, I mean, Queen Latifah was even in the late 80s. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she was in the Fresh Prince. Mm hmm. Was. Just <laughs> She quite, quite a bit in the Fresh Prince Miller. Yeah, then when so was Tootie. Tootie. Living single. Yeah, Tootie. <laughs> yeah. So I in the nineties I was I was pretty much I really got into like alt rock stuff. So do you do you know who Republica is? Mm. I you do. You just don't know who you, that you know. I think the name of the song was Connection. Am I thinking right? Well, the two probably biggest songs I know of theirs were um, uh, Ready to Go. Which was uh, go from the rooftop shouted, oh. I'm ready to go. Okay, and drop dead that gorgeous. One. That okay. was probably their other big hit. I know. Oh, I'm thinking of a different band with that with the song connection. I can't think who it is though. Yeah, yeah, and he's drop dead gorgeous. Nope. My nephew Brandon kind of hooked me on to this one Japanese group called Chibo Matu. Uh, you've introduced me to yeah, Chibo Matu you know, before. Uh, you know, they kind of work with um, Julian Lennon. No, not Julian. Uh, Sean Lennon. And uh, they kind of came up with the band Shibo Mato. And uh, they, you know, kind of did some pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> In case you guys want to check them out on you you, check you know, iTunes. You know. They're a uh, Asian yeah, it's pop, like, Yeah, rock. Japanese sort of fusion pop. Pretty crazy. It's actually, that kind of stuff is kind of in right now. 
again, if you get on TikTok, there's a lot of people doing videos. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm on enough you know, social media crap. I'm not uh, hip. Uh, I'm, I'm not down with the kids. I'm down with the, uh, uh, OPP. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys uh, your thoughts. And I have an opinion on this. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on the influence? Do you guys feel that disco was an influence to the rock and roll genre? Yes. So I say yes, because you have like Gloria Gaynor, Donna mm-hmm. Summers, Olivia Newton-John, Sister Sledge, um, Pointer Sisters. I don't, would you, I th- Pointer Sisters most definitely started off as yeah. disco. Yeah. And I'm going to argue that that stuff greatly influenced Blondie. De- Deborah Harry was very disco influenced. A lot of this stuff, a lot of these people were, you know? Oh, very. And is it also fair to say Olivia that... Olivia Newton-John. I, I said Olivia Newton. Sorry, I just jumped in. Um, is it fair to say that for whatever reason we're okay with female disco artists, just not the men, except for the Bee Gees? They get a pass. Everybody likes the Bee Gees, mm. but I don't like Abba. Like seriously though, name mm. other. I like Abba. Oh, <laughs> what'd yeah. you just say? Abba. That's oh. Thank you. Earlier, Stu was mm. asking what kind of music Fanny was. They actually remind me quite a bit of Abba. Yeah. So. If you're an ABBA stuff. fan, I don't really see Stu as an ABBA fan. No. I love Dancing ABBA. Dancing Queen. Love Swedish pop, <laughs> basically. I Fernando's kind of catchy. Fernando's great. Mm-hmm. Everybody like Dancing Queen. You gotta yeah. like Dancing Queen. Just about everyone likes that song. Mamma Mia. I love it. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mama. Winner takes it all. Loser. <laughs> Stu, you have anybody in the 90s you want to talk about? Uh... Oh, good. Ooh. Oh, out of left field. Yeah, wow. I guess you could say that. So, <laughs> tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'm going to tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to. My Stewie keeps turning his head. I want to. <laughs> really, really, really want to zigzag. Zig. Yeah. Best, what's the best Spice Girl song? That one, speaking to the mic. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I mean, Too Much is a good song, but I always liked... Um, I don't know. I've been giving you it. Oh, that's the one they're in the desert. And they're like with this this futuristic shit. They're shooting laser guns. Yeah. One of them went on to sleep with Eddie Eddie Murphy. Murphy. That was scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but it was. More more ways than than one. one. (laughs) (laughs) She'll tell you that too. (laughs) Was that Posh Spice? Uh, She's married married to David Beckham. Okay. We got guys in the room. So... Truth. Ginger Spice. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what I was going to add. Which one? Yeah, I was always yes, a ginger, ginger fan. Really, I always scary. figured Stewie would be a baby spice. Scary I, Spice. I mean, it was I like... How come nobody I, says sporty? Redhead, Scary's uh, gorgeous. But I, I always thought you would be a baby spice kind of guy. I mean, she was cute and all, but... Yeah. I'm an old spice kind of man. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ginger, I always had a thing for So you're t- you like Terry Crews, then? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating yogurt. You have to watch. Never mind. <laughs> there it is. Was, was that actually yogurt? <laughs> no, nah, in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, he eats yogurt like nonstop all the time. So yeah. yeah. How do you not like Terry Crews? Have you ever watched the Old Spice commercials with him yeah. doing the, like dancing around? It's yeah, it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> It's so silly. He dances. He like dancing. <laughs> I like the one where like he's got like things hooked up to like different muscles and making and the drums play. Oh, that was 
cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a mirror in one of them where he's like doing this back flexing. Kind of so funny. We've done, you know, not counting bonus episodes and shit like that. We've recorded 15 episodes of this show. And Stu is more excited talking about the Terry Crews Old Spice commercials <laughs> than I think anything. He's like, he's got more info on that. He's like, anyway, there's this one where Terry Crews has like, <laughs> like diodes hooked up to his pecs, and then when he wiggles them, and he did the dancing. It was silly when he did the dancing. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> this is why we love you, Stu. <laughs> oh God. Um, where were we when we got on? Where were we when we got on? I I got rid of it. Dick. Sorry, I only get, here's what I got left. Um, I don't really like my friends. No. And I got. Oh, gnarly! Now that was we played already. Sorry. Just what it is. Pick your poison. Your poison. pretty poison. <laughs> Girl, I must. Want you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we totally. I can't wait to do like a '90s R&B. Oh, oh yeah. Because some yes. of that shit was like the best. Yes. Man. Yeah. Spanky's like, I'll sit out for that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know you like it. I might be here for that. There you go. With a little East Coast Boys to men going on. Not too hard. Not too soft. There was one member of Boys to Men that all he ever got to do was go, Hey, baby. You know, you know I want you so bad. But, baby, you hurt me. You hurt me real bad when you did that. <laughs> that was his whole role. Hey, I wonder if Will Smith was listening to that part, you know, during the whole <laughs> The Red Table. He's like, I'm going to go listen to some Boys to Men. Although we've come. Dude. That was that was our graduation <laughs> song. Yeah, it was mine too. Of course it yeah. was. Uh, I feel bad for like all the kids in the like would have been like late nineties or whatever because you know their graduation song was the one by uh, what's her face the, the graduation song. Uh, shit, I can't think of her damn name, and I liked her uh, vitamin C. Yeah, Every, you know all theirs was that stupid. You don't know the graduation song. No, You're looking at me. Do you know who vitamin C is? Mm. No, no. Stu, talk for a moment. I'll pull it up. So there was a time in band camp. There was one time in band camp. <laughs> Stu, yeah. why don't you, I mean, you are, so the people might not know this, Stu is a big, like he loves female-led bands. Yeah. It's like a thing for him. I don't I don't know why. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, you wanted to talk about something specific. You wanted to talk about somebody specific from home. Oh, yeah, Samantha Maloney. She was so so innovative as a drummer. She actually was invited to play with Motley Crue when Tommy Lee got hurt. We actually saw her during the Tommy Lee got. Tell him how Tommy Lee got hurt. Playing with fireworks at Kings Island. <laughs> so they were on tour and they were coming. They were here, and we were going to see them. And Tommy Lee burned his hand playing with fireworks. <laughs> Because it's that Tommy Lee. I think one of the Brady Bunch kids got into the well, same. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was wrong. She replaced Tommy Lee for her tour. Morgan Rose from Seven say. Dust replaced them for yeah, that. that was the show we went to. Right. Sorry. My bad. We saw her, though, and she was great. Yeah. Like, 
It was. It's like she was part of. It the was band. fun to watch her. Like she was really getting into it. She was great. I don't know. It was a good time. So gra- good time. Uh, graduation. It's gonna pop up on the other screen, but so this is vitamin C friends forever graduation whatever. So I can't believe you don't. You do know this song. I probably do. That's an ad. So, like, everybody in the late 90s, this was their graduation. So, and I went to a couple graduations, so. So we talked all night about the rest of our lives. Where we're gonna be when we turn 25. I keep thinking times will never change. Keep on thinking things will always be the same. But when we leave this year, we won't be coming back. No more hanging out because we're on a different track. And if you got something that you need You don't remember this song, Casey? I right think I do. And now I'm listening to it. I can't we'll swear to play to men. We'll get to the chorus. <laughs> but it literally is playing the music that they play at the commencement. Oh, yeah. Look at the hair. Like, God. That was some crimp shit right there. Yeah, definitely did it. Right there. Man, this is just 1998 all over. Here we go. When did it come out? Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. I always liked Vitamin C a little bit though. She was she was pretty cool. She, was pretty she cool. looks like Vitamin C. <laughs> I mean, literally her hair. Yeah. Well, her hair at least. Ah, uh, two, two th- uh, 1999 album. So okay. There you go. So, yeah, during like I said, everybody in the freaking early 2000s, late. I mean, that was like I went to like two or three graduations. I'm like, really, if I got to hear the song one more fucking time. <laughs> but into the road. I mean, how like, brilliant is that though? Graduation song. I mean, you know, they probably hit, still play it. It's an instant yeah. hit. I'm I can't sure. Imagine they don't still play it. I'm sure they do. They have to, right? Somebody. It's when it's. It's like when you get to that point that it's like I don't know what the hell to play. Just play the graduation song, friends forever. It's like you know at weddings. What do we play? Play, play, play. Uh, I got all my sisters and you know fucking it's every wedding. We are. I I filmed enough weddings. It just trust me. <laughs> this is so here's one that you didn't uh, say, but Kylie Minogue. Oh. I'm surprised you I just can't get it out of my head. She played uh, Chun, not Chun Li. <laughs> that was Ming Na Wen. <laughs> she played Cammy. Yes, in Street Fighter. And from what I gathered, her and uh, John Claude Van Damme had a little tryst. During the filming of that movie. She got the muscle from Brussels. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I mean I've got There's one so many more. Okay. No, no, no. One bring more. It, bring one it. Bring one it. More. Bring it. Just happened to come across it on another list. No, I bet you came across it. We forgot to mention her jewel. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Stu is a jewel nerd. <laughs> Stu bought her yeah. book of poetry. <laughs> he did. Can he you worked. recite one, Stuart? Please. No. <laughs> what, whatever it is, it's probably about Alaska. <laughs> I mean, even like Destiny's Child was recorded oh. back in like yeah, the that's right. 90s. No, no, in no. Vogue. no. What was that, Stu? No, no, no. Man, that was back SWB. when. Oh, yeah. SWB. Oh, yes. SWB. Yes, yes. I feel like we should break into some waterfalls. Yeah. Don't go chase some waterfalls. 
please stick to I guess that sh- should we leave that for the women of R&B episode but I think I'm moving listen to me <laughs> that song's about it's about AIDS actually is what the song's about um yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely do some R and B shit. I think there's so much to be said. We we like to get it in the '90s. We don't do as much about the '90s, but we're gonna. There's some shit that we're gonna be talking about mm-hmm. '90s. So it will come. I promise you that. I mean, I'm sure there's lots and lots of bands we didn't talk about, especially in the '70s. I mean, like I said, all these artists came in early on, and <laughs> whose is it? I don't know it's been happening in a while. Not me. <laughs> I, I, I turn around and look, and it's dead. So like, <laughs> like, I mean, I looked at Stu instantly, but he's nowhere near his yeah. microphone. So, like, for, don't, 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 God, stop it. He made almost the whole show. He kept resting his nose on it, though. He goes like this. <laughs> yeah, like he was, like, snorting cocaine. Cocaine. Off, cork. Corkane. It's cocaine, but it's made out of corks. But, you know. <laughs> okay. What is that? Can't make that shit up. Yeah. Uh, but there's, we really, like I so said, we wanted to get into the fact that so many people laid the groundwork. And I think that's what we were kind of discussing. The fact, when we get into these girls from the 90s, you can see, if you go back and start off, so you start off with Fanny doing the kind of ABBA stuff. But one of the lead members, one of the lead members of Fanny, you know, Susie Quattro was her sister. You know, you had Patty Quattro and Susie, Quattro, so it kind of opened the doors for them, and they move on. And you start get... off with Fanny, end up in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> now that go. was good. That took but, uh, some thought. That was, good. <laughs> that was a good one. That's a good one. In. Stu usually doesn't put much thought into it, and every once in a while he trips over yeah. something creative and clever. But oh, there it is. Oh God. <laughs> you can really you can watch the evolution happen you can see the branches you can see it's like if Hart hadn't done what Hart had done then would you have gotten you know Madonna in the 80s I probably not if Madonna hadn't broken through the barriers she broke through who would you have not gotten in the 90s probably not very many people if it wasn't for Madonna I don't think ever Avril Lavigne would be around or at least her style I'm, sh- I'm sure that she was I don't think her style Madonna. would have been around I mean, Avril Lavigne's styles, I would say, if I were to take a guess, she was more influenced by Cyndi Lauper than she was Madonna. Well, both, uh, Madonna and Cyndi Lauper both had that similar style. Stu's doing jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> and they both had like, the, the dresses and the legs. <laughs> yeah, but totally different. But totally the... different. Yes and no. The, I see what you're saying, but they were... One was more like the dark, punky version. One was more the kind of like... Slutty version. I mean, Madonna definitely <laughs> was yeah, the late, she was. She was the late queen. Slut. <laughs> Cindy Lauper came out... It's like she's a punk hippie who doesn't... like. She just loves life and mm-hmm. will run around barefoot. You know, I mean, that's, that's what you see when you see her. Madonna, you're like, she's going to do anything risque she can. She wants to push the envelope. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think Madonna was more concerned with pushing the envelope than she was her music. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and if Madonna would Madonna especially be, that sex book that would, she went out with would, that was straight up porn yeah. would Madonna be as famous today if she hadn't acted the way she acted no probably no, no. no. I think a so. big portion of her she would have just been another Britney Spears or no 
Britney Spears never really. She would have been a pop artist, but not. Yeah. You want to know how disturbing Hit Me Baby One More Time is? So they had this idea for a music video, and Britney says, no, no. Put me in a schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. <laughs> that was her idea. That was idea. her idea? Yes. And I'm like... It makes sense. That was her idea. And it's creepy, because we're all dudes, and we're like, yeah. yeah. And then we're like, wait, this could, wait, should we be turned on by this? Uh, I was. Because... <laughs> <laughs> and I bought the album. Yes, so. you did. I remember. <laughs> I, I feel why I did. Well, yeah, but the, we, need to, we need to clear something up, girls. We don't find young girls. No, sexy. no, no, no. I was young back then. It's something about a a girl that's she's too old to wear that. I mean, I was like, I was in my was it teens or early twenties at the time. We were in our twenties. Yeah, twenties. Yeah. yeah, I worked well, at. She's I mean, way younger than us. I worked at the yeah. video. Well, way. Well, she's in her. Uh, well, oh, all right, I sent correct. <laughs> she's in her mid thirties, I think. I think At that time that that 30. song come out, I believe she was about 17. No, yeah, I, was so she? I yeah, thought I she was 17. 17 and had a boob job. And we were probably like, wow. Yeah. Um, That's good parenting right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could talk about Samantha Fox, who never got brought up, but I did consider it. We want to talk about some weird parenting. She wasn't good music. <laughs> no. But the whole parenting thing, who the fact that? that her parents sold her as a sex symbol... Well, mm-hmm. I mean yeah, that her disgusting. parents pushed that. In her, shit. in their defense, uh, it yeah, was England, go. so they. Could, oh well, then it's okay. Yeah, they could defense. show their. It's England. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brits. So uh, the, they, they, the young and back here said who? Stuff, they really yeah, don't actually. The young and back here said who? He doesn't who know what? who Samantha Fox is. No, so no clue. She was such a wild dame. <laughs> um. Maybe a couple of semi-hits. The biggest hit would be, um, oh, shit. I wanted to say Nasty Boys, and I know that right. It's a, uh, what is it? Help me here. It's not. Um, shit. Uh, see, this is what happens when you get old. You remember stuff, but not the right stuff. But you know it connects somehow. Spanky's looking it up right now. And you're going to see that I'm on the right track, just can't figure out what the damn song is. I believe she had one song that was called Touch Me, I Want to Feel Your Body. Touch Me. Touch me. Wow. I want to feel your body. Wow. Yeah, but that's not the one I was thinking of. We're well, looking up Samantha Big Boop. Nasty girls. Nasty girls. See, I said nasty boys, oh. and I knew I was on the right. See? <laughs> Told you. Nasty girls, yeah. So. Uh, I want to have some fun. Is like I want to have some fun. Yeah, she was like. I guess she had a, she so, had like a few, she was yeah. Like one night came and went, but, you know. Yeah. I and Stu was turned on by her. Stu wanted her. Yeah, they used to sell buttons with her naked on, or at least topless on it. Did you have them? I bought a couple. Yeah. <laughs> a couple? Well, I had that more than one. Yeah. Hey, I was able to buy them, they, so I took. I got them. <laughs> I've actually got one of her 45s in my collection. Do you now? And it's got uh, Touch Me, and the other song is Drop Me a Line. So, in our 45 collection, Stewie has a Madonna, and I have a Janet. So... I have a Stevie Nixon. Do you too. push the albums nice. together to make them kiss? Oh, God, no. Janet can do much better than Madonna. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, true, but. Uh, Madonna looks like, like Skeletor now. She looks straight up like Skeletor. A lot of people. Oh, now. She's like 60 years old now. That'll mess with your head. Yeah. Speaking of Skeletor, have you seen what Kelly Osborne looks like now? No. Why She's, did you say she that? She looks. Don't do that. Oddly. Really? Yeah. It's one of those examples of somebody that was cute enough, and then she just kept losing weight. And it's like, okay, you look good. Okay, stop, stop, stop. And she didn't stop. Well, I mean, I think with Sharon Osbourne, with 
being her mother, that probably had a lot Isn't to do with it. Isn't it weird, though, how much I like the Osborne family? I love Jack Osborne. I love him. Not a big fan of Sharon. I mean, I like everybody else except for Sharon. I've heard a lot of sad stories. Mouth. She kept that man straight. <laughs> I don't mean, like, straight. I'm sure he did, wasn't always straight, but... Well, with them, like, snorting ants. Yeah. <laughs> did you listen to the podcast when they had it? No. It was no. Really- I watched their show every once in a while. I watched... Uh, Jack Osborne had the show, The Haunted... The yeah, ghost where he hunting. goes ghost hunting. It was awesome. I love that show. I haven't watched the... Ozzy and Jack's World Tour thing. That's great. Is it? I've thought about watching it a bunch of times. It's so weird to go back and watch Ozzy back in the day, and it's like, how? Like, it really is amazing how he is alive. Like, mm-hmm. it's, right. I don't understand how the man's alive. Nobody understands how the man's alive. He doesn't. He's like, I don't know how, Sharon. Like him and Keith Richards. Right. <laughs> Have you seen the that memes Stewie and I keep posting on Facebook where it's like, oh, God, who was it? It's like, it'll say 2020 has been a hell of a year, and it'll say like... Uh, Oh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Pop. Oh, no, that's not Kelly Osbourne. No, it's Is not. Kelly? No, it's not. Oh, my God. That's like... What no. the... F- What's wrong with... Why would she do oh, that? No. I think she she's had like surgery. <laughs> she lo- she's that's horrible. She shouldn't have she done that. She looks like more like Gwen Stefani, but her ears are way too big for her head. Yeah. So we oh didn't gosh. we didn't really get into Gwen Stefani. We can do that real quick because I want to bring something up. Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom is by far one of the best albums to ever be released. Period. That is great album. Band comes out, no doubt comes out. I love them instantly. I'm like this. These guys are great. They're going to do great things. One Grammys. This huge. What the fuck, Gwen? Who gives a shit about this shit being bananas? Why did you become hey, who you became? At least became? you know how to spell it now. Yeah, I do. Thank you, Gwen, for teaching me. I'll never fuck up bananas. But And now she's going country. Oh, my God. She was. Well, yeah. for Blake, yeah. I'd go country, too. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, though. I mean, I don't fucking get it. You're I punk ska. Too. You're okay. awesome. And now you're... I don't even know what the fuck I, she I've is. got... I, does anybody know what the fuck is a hollaback girl? <laughs> well, Explain glad you asked. This uh, I don't know, but I'm sure. I'm pretty sure you find them when you go around the outside of the trailer park, girls. Just ask them. I don't know what the fuck that okay. meant either. So, just ask them. Although, yeah. it just because words rhyme don't doesn't make them. I, and I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm. I've heard some of his like uh, his newer stuff, and I think they're more. I mean, I've never been like a huge so fan, but I. I can see the genius of it more now. As he's gotten older, he's gotten better. Yeah. I mean, he's no Rob Van Winkle. Oh, but. no. No, no. No, no, no. Hey, kids. Do you know who Rob Van Winkle is? No. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Ice, ice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. 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 Vanilla Ice, his real name is Rob Van Winkle. Yeah, should Knight held him, you know, outside of a balcony. Which is relevant to his name. I don't know how, but yeah, yeah, Rob Van Winkle, not so much a rapper. Yeah, he was held by the ankles outside of a window by Suge Knight. But Rob Van Winkle's no snow. So, you know. And Fama. You know, it's going to I lick boom, 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 down. <laughs> Whatever that means. You know, it's going to be fun to have Noah in, in for when we introduce him to, like, some messed up 90s rap. Mm-hmm. All of which Stuart loved. All of it. Crisscross will make Stu jump. Yep. He fucking loved Crisscross. Another back creation. I love them so much. I have... we, 
overalls. Yeah. Oh, Stu and I have talked about we want we we think it'd be cool to do an episode of young '90s hip hop artists because there were so many like kids that like broke it like ABC, mm-hmm. crisscross ABC. Um, there were more. We talked. We've talked about them. Yeah. Each other to do at some point. So. Anyway, guys, uh, we're pushing the three-hour mark again. And we're not careful. Ran off the rails. That's okay. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Like I said, we will probably, uh, hopefully it won't affect anybody when we switch feeds, but we will be switching feeds. So if there's a glitch in the matrix, we will let you know. We will tell you. You should be on our Facebook page, even if you're not a Facebook person. Go over there because we post different shit. And we we will share shit and people will lose their ever love of minds like you share a, a pe- like a picture of a trapper keeper <laughs> oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> what was the one i i shared today that was the uh the happy meal the pumpkin the pumpkin pails. happy yeah. meal yeah. Pails. Yeah. Yes. yeah so we that's the kind of cool shit we do over there so go over and check us out with the mixtape podcast that's two words actually that's three but mixtape is two words not one uh we have a gmail which you can email us through. Skiznot has been emailing us. That's how it was such a surprise to open the email and be like, well, Stu told me, I think he sent you a message mm-hmm. and said, Hey, I sent you guys an email or something like that. And I got on there and I'm like, Oh my God. And I instantly like send it to these guys. I'm like, you gotta check this shit out. And I sent them over the yeah, song. I had to listen to it a couple times today at work. Like definitely different. It works. It's Skiznot. Yeah. And he is. And that's is. why I asked you, is this a Skiznot <laughs> special yeah, or, um, so, but we want to thank him. He wrote us. He, other people have written us. Uh, we are your mixtape you podcast. Your the damn no. <laughs> we are your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can write us over there. Uh, we will soon be on all the platforms Spotify, Pandora, all the, assuming Pandora allows us to be on there. I guess we've got to <laughs> be special. Hopefully, we're good enough. And Dosh Garnet. Dosh Garnet. People like us. Dosh Garnet. Dosh Garnet. Dosh Garnet. Dosh Garnet. <laughs> <laughs> That was a that was a Jason right there. We're yeah. gonna go out with that. Dosh Garnet, Nekalid, Butchui Chaco, Dosh Garnet, the Mixtape Podcast. Man, Dosh Garnet's the new Lawrence Barkley. Creating, right creating our own language. Uh, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got some cool shows coming up. This was one of the planned ones. Uh, we have a whole schedule of shit, and I just kind of throw it out and say, "What do you guys want to talk about?" You know what? What got bumped for this? Which I think Kevin kind of wanted to do. I kind of. He's kind of feeling uh, that. We one. want to talk some about some pinwheel. Today's special. Today's special. I mean, I'm thinking more like Double Dare, and you can't do that on television. Right. But I'm and, a oh, Mr. Wizard, what a prick! Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is it about Mr. Wizard? He's educational, but he was an asshole. He scared kids, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> do I pour this in here? Don't pour that in there. Okay. Oh my god. Don't fucking touch that. It was like. <laughs> He looked like Phil Donahue with a bad attitude, and I don't know. It was weird that he ever hosted a show. So, gave that dude a show. (laughs) (laughs) He's no Bill Nye, like he ain't like or Beekman, you know. Beekman was amazing. Um, but we are going to do that. We're going to do a Dungeons and Dragons episode, the cartoon. Um, the episode that I'm working on right now is an arcade, sort of an arcade episode that we'll get to. There is actually quite a bit of arcade information in there, so that'll be out soon. Informational. It is. So I don't know if this episode's going to go up. So I have the Spookies episode just went out. Uh, KC and I did an episode. Oh, screw you, Matt. We just did an episode with Slug Matt. 
He made me watch Fuzzbucket. <laughs> Why did you make me watch Fuzzbucket? I liked it as a kid. Yeah, well. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Stu watched Fuzzbucket. He didn't even get to record the episode. And he just kept walking through the kitchen going, Fuzzbucket! I'm like, shut up, Stuart! 45 minute... 15 minute... Uh, 15 minute script. Yeah, 15 minute script, 45 minute movie. 30, I uh, said it so, was a 15 minute script with 30 minutes of him yelling, Fuzzbucket! Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It, it's bad. Uh, but that episode will be coming out, too. Those are the kind of Skype in. And uh, hopefully pretty soon we'll have a special, very, very that's special funny. guest on the show. I've asked him, and he said he would do it. And that's going to be fun. I don't know where that's going to go. You think this goes off the What's the episode? I don't know. That one's going to go Curse way Kids, out of the atmosphere. That's just going to be bananas. B-A-N-N-A. Damn it. Gwen, we need you. Five minutes ago, you said it's bananas, and you can't even I didn't listen to background that much. Gwen, we need you. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. B-A-N-N-A-S. I can't do it. <laughs> a stroke occurs when there is a lack of blood to a portion of the brain. Depending on which area of the brain is affected, a stroke can cause speech impairments. Anybody smell toast? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead. I think we're going to end the show at what it is now because it's long. But if That's you guys what she said. said. Damn it. <laughs> you know, I, I almost made It's like two hours and five minutes of recording and have not heard that one time with all the stuff we've talked about. Are you we've serious? About, you didn't hear me earlier? No, we don't listen to you. We've talked. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Pinky. Wow. Hell, oh, Stuart. Yeah. It, he, he took off the hoodie. I know. I told, him when I told him. I asked him if he was all right. I that was like about two hours ago, earlier. man. He was actually in the middle of doing it. I'm stupid. Stupid. <laughs> we were all excited because he took off his hoodie. Like, we're all, gosh, look. It's, it's, it's kind of like seeing baby pigeons in the wild. It doesn't happen. Shh. Don't scare him. Speaking of which, we need to do Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that's it. We almost got out of the show without me noticing anybody saying that's what she said, and then it happened. So <laughs> I think that they were done. I mean, we talked about buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> Fannies. I mean, yeah. and still. Uh, I think that's it, though. You guys know where to find us. Look for us. Uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us, because that's really, that's you. Tell us if you want us to sing, and if you have any requests, send them in. We cannot leave the show, though, without Stewie doing at least one impression yeah, for yeah. us. So yeah, any any one. request of Stuart impressions? Oh. I want Stu to do his hmm. Christopher Lloyd. Ooh, does Any one. Christopher Lloyd will do. And his mind goes blank. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, in honor of him, do your best. Wilford Brimley, come on. Wilford Brimley. Hooker oh, Oats. That's it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, give it, give R.I.P. Us, give us the uh, oatmeal commercial. Oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal commercial. Yeah. Oh, is that oatmeal? Yeah. It's the right thing to do and the tasty way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next we speak, everybody out there. Stay awesome. awesome. Whoops, I got it. There we go.
no. I just felt like that song was apropos to this podcast because we don't give a damn about our bad reputation. No. Not me. No. Not even a little bit. Not at all. No. Not, no, no, I think, no. you know, what we should start doing with these little outros is mentioning what we're going to do on the next episode. That way we know if people are listening or not. Not three hours? I don't know. Maybe that's our new thing. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. We're taking you on. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, we're not. No, no sorry, Joe. <laughs>